Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. San Antonio, we got a problem. The Rockets explode in a very fortuitous way as they begin with a road win, rocking the Spurs. We'll talk about it. Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And the home team's winning at the beginning of the second round of the playoffs. We haven't had all the games yet, but the surprise, the road team, the Rockets, ending that stretch where the Celtics came back against the Wizards on Sunday. They won that game. And the San Antonio Spurs are looking, you figure at home they're going to win at home and at least send the series back up winning the first two games. That's how these things typically go. But the Rockets with other ideas as it was wide open jump shot city 
for the Houston Rockets as they dominated the perimeter. 22 three-point shots converted for the Rockets, and it was not one of these games where a team jumps out to a big lead and the other team comes back. That was not the case here. The Rockets were firmly in control. There was never any danger of the San Antonio Spurs coming back. Trevor Ariza, in a balanced attack, had 23 points. James Harden, 20 points, 14 rebounds, although there was a lot of extended garbage time. And Houston, they did not get up to 40 points, but they came close. They were up by 39 points, and they had a 30-point lead in the first 24 minutes of this game. All right, so the better story is in the losing locker room. We know that. The better story is in the losing locker room. This was a weak performance by the San Antonio Spurs. But the question is this. The question is very simple here. How concerned should Greg Popovich and the Spurs be? And it's time to pull out very early the patented Maller scale of panic, the Richter scale of panic for the San Antonio Spurs. And judging by their anemic, lackadaisical, and lackluster approach to the beginning of the NBA playoffs series against the Rockets, I'm going to put this at a seven and a half. I'm going to put this panic meter at seven and a half for the San Antonio Spurs. Because you figure the Spurs are going to play better in game two on Wednesday, but they have now provided the ultimate gift, first of all, for the Rockets. And that is the gift of confidence. Right? The gift of confidence for the Houston Rockets. These teams play each other a lot. They're very familiar with each other. And for the Rockets to go into San Antonio, not just win the game, but prance around and parade around like they were playing the Philadelphia 76ers or the Lakers in some random matchup where they just run up the score against a terrible team, the Spurs played like a terrible team. And you have to be concerned. The Spurs will put up a positive front and say, ah, there's only one game and all this, and the Spurs fits. In Pop, we trust. In Tony Parker, we trust and all that. But it was a united front of stinkage, a, a new level of stinkage for the San Antonio Spurs collectively. That looked like a ragtag team that went against the Houston Rockets. The Rockets were, were at a different point Different peak, if you will, uh, in this matchup. But here's Greg Popovich, the uh, curmudgeon of coach. Uh, are there any wine bars in San Antonio where Popovich is going to leave big tips? That's we'll find out about that. But here's Popovich, uh, who says, uh, you know, is this going to have a hangover effect? I'm sure Greg's going to say yes. We are very concerned about that, right? I'm going to try to be nice. I'm going to really try. Am I going to worry about carryover? Like we'll come and play just as badly again, or? The guys won't show up. Or uh, last time I checked, I was a coach, and there's not much that coaches don't worry about. But that won't be one of them, in all honesty. You know what you will worry about? The disappearing man, Lamarcus Aldridge. That'll be someone you worry about. Yes, I mean I would think if I'm coaching the San Antonio Spurs, I go to the local drugstore, I get some smelling salts, and I put them in the locker of Lamarcus Marcus Aldridge. I say, here, Lamarcus. Here's your pregame meal before the game on Wednesday. I'd like you to sniff these. While LaMarcus Aldridge was on the court for 25 glorious minutes of uninspired basketball, the Houston Rockets had the kind of performance that you would – it's like playing on a video game mode where you have the cheat code. 
when Aldridge was on the court, the Rockets outscored the Spurs by 36 points. Now, that that stat is often misleading, and I don't always reference the plus-minus stat. I've had a mixed relationship with the plus-minus statistic, but it is telling in this particular game because if you watch the game, you don't just have to look at the, the raw numbers there, the old eyeball test of watching the just general – is there something going on there with – with uh, with Aldridge, is there something we don't know about? Is there a, a relative that is sick or something like that? He played like he thought he should not be on the court. Sluggish, spiritless basketball by LaMarcus Aldridge. And the San Antonio Spurs can pump up Kawhi Leonard, who didn't particularly look all that great himself in this particular game, and, and a, a number of other players who I'm sure the Spurs will pump up and say how great all these guys are. But it's fair to say that if LaMarcus Aldridge has checked out and provides a tissue paper-like toughness to the San Antonio Spurs in this series, they are not going to win this series. So the panic level is at 7.5. And, and perimeter defense, you, you would think the, the object here, if you're the Spurs, is to attempt at least to be aggressive on the perimeter. And you'd rather have the Rockets – make some inside shots. Now, you're not typically going to make 22 three-point shots if there's any kind of defensive intensity from the San Antonio Spurs. That is an obscene amount of three-point shots converted uh, by the the Houston Rockets and a record-breaking number. They're going to shoot around 50 again, I would think. It's not like the Spurs or the Rockets stopped shooting three-point shots when they had a 30-point lead. Let's hear from... Tony Parker, who did not particularly do much of anything, and there's this, this is general arrogance around the San Antonio Spurs that they think that it's every, everything's great. There's nothing to worry about here, and that's that's the front they're going to put up. But uh, Tony Parker, you obviously have to be a little concerned. Right? You have to be a little bit worried about this. It's embarrassing on your home court to lose by 27 points. The game was over at halftime. Uh, explain your level of embarrassment. You've got to be embarrassed, Yes. It is just one game, what? but at the same time, you what? know, we have to understand, you know, uh, what happened, and we'll watch on film. But uh, film. if they shoot the ball like that, <laughs> you know, we just have to shake their hands. Watch film. <laughs> Isn't everything on computers now? You want to watch film? Is that what you're going to do here? Are we are the Spurs still using that old technology? <laughs> They're going to pull out the uh, the film reel and have a sit down, and everyone get around the the film and the, the projector. Is that what they're going to do? Come on. All right, listen, the, the Spurs sucked, and if they play anywhere near that bad in the game on Wednesday, they will lose that game also. So this is not that hard. This is not that difficult to figure out. And the, the Rockets have to be very encouraged after one game, and I don't care what kind of front the Spurs put up, and I know that's what they have to do, right? You have to say, oh, we're the tough guys, and you can't mess with us. We're the San Antonio bleeping Spurs. Uh, but they certainly look like a hollow team in game one. And you don't expect to sleepwalk through the first game of a playoff series. You usually you come out with some tenacity. That's typically how it goes, right? I mean, and, and even if you don't play well at the beginning of a playoff series, it's usually for the first, like, four or five minutes of the game. It does not typically expand to the long Hall, which is what it, it did in this particular game, uh, was it was woo, wow man. Well, it was good actually because I got to watch some baseball. I didn't have to watch the second half, 
So I got to flip over and watch. I was flipping around. I have the MLB package. So the bright side is I got to watch some baseball that I would not have watched. I would not have been able to do that if the game had been even mildly competitive. My favorite part of blowouts is the broadcasters desperately trying to – they all go to the same clown college for broadcasters. They all desperately try to keep you to watch. Oh, well, stranger things have happened. Yes, stranger things have happened than a 55-win Rockets team blowing a 30-point lead uh, in 24 minutes. Yes, very strange. Very strange. What are the other strange things that have happened? It's like the, this constant fishing expedition to try to come up with reasons to keep people to watch. And my argument is always, listen, I'm going to go away. You're going to go away. We're both going to go away. And then I'll monitor it. I got you know, social media. And if something interesting happens, if there's some kind of scenario where I feel like the game is closing up, the gap is closing, then I will then heroically come back to your little broadcast and I will watch. In the meantime, no one's watching. Suck it up and deal with it. You have no one watching the game not at all. Even the gamblers aren't watching. They're watching some horse race uh, you know, in Australia or something. That's what they're watching. So the Ben Maller Show on Fox, Edmund Dallas, Free Willy Garcia. Oh, Steamboat Willie. I got you did you, did you see that picture I sent you? No, I I did not. You see didn't see the Steamboat Willie picture? Oh, I sent the you? oh last week? Yeah. yeah, I saw that last. Well, I haven't That's seen the, you in a while, so I mean, you know. Well, I didn't see you. I didn't see nothing going on. No NFL draft or anything. Yeah, how you feeling, man? I'm feeling. I recovered. You know, it was very traumatic, as you know. Over the weekend, I've recovered from uh, o- overindulgence uh, on the the birthday weekend. Oh, is that what it yes, was? Yes, yes. You know, I'm on a very strict. Low carb diet, but went to Lost Wages Nevada for a couple of days there. Broke the book, by the way, might I add. Uh, three for three on little sports wagering activity. Thank you very much. Uh, and uh, skedaddled out of there. But uh, you went home a winner, huh? A small winner, but a winner nonetheless. Uh-huh. I would like to thank Fernando Rodney for sucking with his wow. eighth different team. Uh, currently uh, just horrific for the Arizona Diamondbacks. He's garbage. Thank you for that. That was Saturday. And I'd also like to thank the Philadelphia Phillies bullpen for imploding. The Dodgers coming back on Saturday as well. That was nice. So uh, some uh, very, very fortuitous things working so, out for me. So so much partying was done in Vegas that you could yeah. not come into work. Well, it was a it was a uh, food yesterday. it was a food situation. Food a very delicate balance. You know the Maller the Maller belly. Is a very delicate belly. I'm a delicate little flower. Uh, exactly. Yes. And yes, exactly. so uh, the, the balance of you know sugars and fats and salts all mixed oh. together in a delicious medley, which uh, were wonderful going into my mouth uh, when they reached my stomach. Well, unfortunately, I uh, needed a you know, little bit of a time. So the garlic doesn't do anything to help that situation? No, the garlic is merely to allow my voice... To continue to boom through the powerful microphones of Fox Sports Radio, uh, avoiding laryngitis, and I, I have the last two times I have had a vocal issue, I've been able to overcome that. This was well, not a vocal issue. This was I a, see. a gastric issue. Well, it's wonderful to have you back. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks to the the medical attention that I received, as you know, Eddie, to overcome uh, an illness like that is just uh, just wonderful. See, Danny is here and the Koopa Loop and the, and the whole gang. Uh, we will take your phone calls, 877-99 on Fox. Cleveland wins easily in their game over Toronto. What no, do you think about the Wizards? No, uh, no contest. <laughs> 
What do I think? I think you know what I think about the Wizards. I have a friend of mine that had I'd put some bets down for a friend. You know. Yeah, sure. When you go to Vegas, that, that yeah, happens. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, you're going to Vegas. How about and putting this, a little wager down for this me? This dope. Okay. He he wanted me to make two wagers, and they're two of the stupidest wagers in the world. And I didn't want to make either one of them, but he's a friend of mine. I've known him for a long time, and I said, listen. Well, I told him before I put these bets down, why don't you just give me the money? And I, I've seriously considered on both accounts if I, I should, should not have put the bet down, I should have just kept the money as a, you know, just as a kind thing. He, he had me put bets down to win the series on the Toronto Raptors over Cleveland to win that series and the Washington Wizards to beat the Celtics. So I have a ticket I have to give this guy for the Wizards and the Raptors. I told my friend, I said, there is no way in Adam Silver's NBA, he learned from David Stern, there's no way that the NBA will allow a Washington Wizard, Toronto Raptor, Eastern Conference final. It will not happen. It's impossible. There's not enough star power there. This will not happen. So forget it. And so far, two game, one game each uh, for I'm, I'm looking okay. He's not. Yeah, I put the bet in, but it's a stupid bet. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine and uh, many say, well, you're not going to address the Clippers. I'll address the Clippers. I don't think I hide against the Clippers. Nothing Ooh. at all. I will absolutely talk about that. If you want me to talk about that, now my rule is generally it's old news because it happened over the weekend. But if you would like me to engage in that, I have plenty of things to say, plenty of thoughts on that. Uh, so I will certainly consider doing that if that's something you want. I have no problem with that. Uh, 877-99 on Fox. Again, we're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. The tabloids were right or the tabloids were wrong? We'll get to that. We'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show is 79% more enjoyable when you join us on Twitter. It's the backdoor way to be heard on the radio. You can message us by following Ben on Twitter. He is at Ben Maller. And you could follow me and tweet at me, Eddie Garcia. I'm at... Eddie on Fox. Go, King Eddie. It's good to be the king. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Tabloids right or the tabloids wrong? We'll get to that coming up in a few minutes. Chris writes in and says, boy, Ben, I, I hope we don't have to hear too much talk about the Clippers lost tonight. I hate ancient history. I, I agree with you, Chris. I mean, I was going to do a rant about it, but I read your comments there, and I think that's a fair... <laughs> <laughs> interpretation. I think that's an accurate interpretation. I would. I don't want to upset Chris. Salute. Uh, Ernie says, Ben, can you acknowledge the presence that Jason and uh, Mike uh, said they left in the studio? Uh, yes. They're a uh, stack of wristbands that are from a uh, the Clipper playoff game that are here. But that's kind of like... If they really wanted to leave some, I would have taken the T-shirts. Those would have actually been something that I would use. But the, the wristbands, no. No interest. So if you want one, you can come by and I'll give you one. We can send these out. Would you like one, Ernie? Because they're going in the garbage is uh, where they're going. Yeah, throw those away. What <laughs> do, they, do they say something on them? Do they have like a little catchy uh, saying on there? I don't know. It says uh, Clipper uh, 2017 playoffs, and it's got the name of a, a local Indian casino. I see. So. Because those uh, the Native American casinos, very good gambling houses, as you know, Eddie, uh, and uh, they love the gambling. They are all about the wagering. Uh, let's say hello to Ka- oh, that's offensive. Uh, let's go to Kathy, 
who is in Portland. She's got a golden ticket, and she's on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Kathy. Because I've got a golden ticket. I've got a golden ticket. Hey, Ben, my seltzer in the second round. Isn't it awesome? Yeah, I was so what excited all weekend. I was all excited. Nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong with the Clippers. <laughs> uh, the, the, What's I don't, wrong with your Clippers? Uh, Clippers. I uh, talk about the Clippers. <laughs> want to hear me talk about the Clippers? Why would I want to talk about the Clippers? What are you <laughs> laughing I, like I a hyena? Yeah, What's yeah, going on with you? Right. Oh, yeah. The joy you're of the Lord. Look at the right. Schadenfreude here. Look at this. Oh, it's huge. Is, yeah, I thought women were the kinder uh, gender. What's wrong with you, Kathy? You're vicious. I thought women were soft and caring. You should give me a shoulder to cry on. <laughs> What's wrong you with you? They, You're trying to you incite know. me. You want to get some kind of hissy fit out of me. I'm not going to fall. I'm not going to sit here and scream and shout about the Clippers. I don't, I'm, you don't spin me, and then all of a sudden I go nuts. That's not how I'm wired. Do you know they've thrown away series leads for five years in a row? Yeah, and you know yeah. they'll, they'll do it again next year and the year after because the gang no, is going to stay gonna together. They're not going to break him up. Yeah, they that are. Is, that is a Doctor faulty Don, thought. Don, Don. But no, no, no. No, no, no. You yeah, don't walk away from $130 million on the table. I know that you, you Kathy, and the Laker historians and other NBA fans would like the Clippers to be broken up. I get that. Oh. You're annoyed by the Clippers. The Clippers are like a mosquito. They fly, they sting you, and they draw oh, your blood. They are at, they're like a little gnat, and you don't like the Clippers. <laughs> you're called, judging by your reaction, you know what that tells me? You know, your reaction, Kathy, and the reaction of others, the Clippers have definitely arrived on the basketball landscape. Oh, yeah. Wrong! <laughs> you don't care... She's laughing. Look at this. She's laughing hysterically. Right? I love this call. You, you like just hearing her laugh here? You don't react this way if the Clippers don't matter. There's no apathy. You don't have apathy. You have joy. And the reason you have joy is because you're bothered by the Clippers. They you know mean something. something. You don't have them. this reaction unless they mean something. I love no, it. I, everyone, you I, don't get, I don't get upset. No, no, you can't pick them. I don't work for the team. I'm not. A, I wish a bomber should put me on the payroll. He should absolutely put me on the payroll. I'll tell you uh, what real joy will be. Real joy was going to be when Cleveland goes down. I don't care who beats Cleveland. Yeah. The Clippers could beat Cleveland. I don't care who beats well, Cleveland. Well, the Clippers would have beaten somebody. Cleveland if they got no, in the NBA Finals. Clippers they would have can't beaten, beat they, anybody. They would, oh, Clippers please. can't beat the Spurs. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> Top 10 player, I guess. They beat the Spurs a couple years ago in the playoffs. All right, thank you, Cat. You're annoying me. Thank you. Uh, but I would like to address uh, the trolls, such as that right there, that lovely Kathy, uh, who's a troll right there. And I, I did hold back, and I thought I showed great restraint over the week. I think I should get credit for that. I did not respond to the hundreds of messages on social media. I, I did not, because I, I know that when you address the trolls, it's kind of like if you go to the beach and feed the seagulls. You ever done that? You ever gone, like, on a summer day to, the, to your local beach there and just said, I'm going to feed the seagulls? You know what happens? You feed one seagull a little, like you have a peanut butter sandwich, peanut jelly sandwich. You start feeding the seagulls, right? You feed one of them, and then what happens? A dozen more appear to squawk and squeal. That, that's what happens. And it's the same thing with the, the, the social media uh, troll. So I, I've saved that, but listen, the, the Clippers matter. That's my big takeaway from all this. I'm very proud of the Clippers because for years – 
For years, they didn't matter. For years, they were like the Lakers are now. They were in the, the draft lottery every year. And the pure joy that you heard from Kathy, and Kathy's a great example. I'm glad we took Kathy's call. That was not planned out. This was not like Kobe Bryant's last game where it was manufactured and choreographed. It just worked out that way. The joy that you heard from Kathy about the Clippers losing there uh, and other fans like her is proof, right? I mean, she was writing the eulogy of the Clippers. You don't react that way unless you are bothered and annoyed by someone. That's classic schadenfreude. And I understand. I get it. There's no apathy with the Clippers. And that's good. There's a strong emotional reaction. And judging by the feedback, there's a lot of people that are celebrating pure ecstasy. But you you probably think I'd be upset by that. I'm not. I'm proud of that because that means that you are so bothered by what the Clippers have going for them that you genuinely hope that they break this team up. You would think the I think way they're the just Clippers bothered are going, by you, Ben. I don't think they're really bothered. I'm by not the done, Clippers. Eddie. I'm in the middle of my rant. Uh, uh, I real have quick, a, Andrew I have the floor. wants a wristband. <laughs> he wants a wristband. <laughs> All right, give him. The, does he want four of them? Does I don't he know. Want? Just uh, right. message me. I well, want a wristband. Well, Coop, if you can go up to the mailroom and send one of these to our friend Andrew, and I'm sure that'll. <laughs> does he know it doesn't work? It's supposed to light up, and it only lights up if you're at the arena. Does he know that? I am in the middle of a – I was interrupted rudely by Mr. Garcia, but I would like some more time. Can I have – can I be allotted more time? I you will you be, may have more time. The, after, all right, the Honorable the, Mr. Mount. All right. We don't break, Eddie. I don't believe in break. When the listener hears the word break, they go find other crap to listen to. We don't break. Not on this show. No. We pause. We pause is what we do. We take a deep breath. We're not fatigued. I'm not fatigued. All right, uh, we will get to tabloids right, tabloids wrong, and I will continue my filibuster on the state of the Clippers. Uh, we will get to all that in 60 seconds. It's only 60 seconds. Don't do anything, but first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com and get a free rate quote. And now, back to Ben Maller. So I was really interrupted. I was in the middle of a really wonderfully put-together Maller monologue, mid-show Maller monologue about the state of the Clippers. And I think I've nailed it so far, but if you just turned on the radio or the podcast and you're just fast-forwarding to this point, uh, uh, the, the simple thumbnail recap is that the reaction, the overwhelming joy that many people feel is proof to me that I, I had some doubts. I was like, well, the Clippers – they didn't go far enough, and I would—I think everyone would admit they have not gone far enough. They should go much further than that. The expectations are higher. But the reaction that people have had here, the schadenfreude, there's no apathy. And that's very important. People have apathy. Like the, the, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays got to the World Series one year in baseball, and they, there was, it was a, a fluke situation. There was apathy. People didn't really care about the Tampa Bay Rays getting to the World Series. There was no anger. There was no outrage that Tampa Bay got to the World Series. People weren't, like, upset about it. It happened. The Clippers, though, it's different. And they didn't even get to the NBA Finals. The, the journey's not over yet. The, the second thing here is the reaction. And I, uh, while I did not respond, I did not feed the trolls. I'm very proud of that on social media. The historians of the Lakers in particular have been the loudest. And th- the reason I feel they've been the loudest here is because they're genuinely annoyed. Right? They, they would like – I heard multiple people say they would like to see the – 
the Clipper franchise relocate. They want Steve Ballmer to move the franchise, which is a totally understandable position that you would feel pressure derived from the misfortune uh, of the Lakers coinciding with the Clippers' level of success in recent years. And it's it's not easy. I understand that the Lakers have fallen on hard times, and they're a failed franchise. They're a once-great franchise. I'll concede that that is now a regular in the lottery and is on the brink of losing their next two first-round picks, which is all they have. And it's got to be frustrating. The other team in Los Angeles, they have the star players. They have the players that uh, have an exciting brand of basketball. And this is not a one- or two-year situation. This has been going on uh, for a long time now. The past six years, the Clippers have averaged more fans to their home games at Staples Center. Than the Lakers. That's not a one or two year burp, uh, if you will, or a hiccup. This is a six year run of more fans at their games uh, at home than the Lakers. So you got to go back to the 2010 2011 season to find a, a Laker team that averaged more home fans than the Clippers. So I, I get that everyone's lining up. Doc Rivers is like a human pinata, and everyone gets a turn. It's like at a kid's birthday party now, everyone's unloading on the Doc Rivers pinata, and he's terrible, and he's horrible, and he might be gone. We'll address that more later. But uh, Chris Paul and Blake Griffin, uh, another popular narrative I've heard in the last couple days is that uh, these guys are not winners, that they are not winners, and that the Clippers are better off without these guys, that they are a plague on the basketball landscape. Uh, And I find it ironic on two fronts. uh, The same Laker historians that are promoting this narrative are the ones that told me for the past number of years that the Laker franchise was handicapped because they didn't get Chris Paul. But now I am to believe that Chris Paul's a loser and that the, that the Lakers, I guess, are lucky they didn't get Chris Paul in a trade where they tried to trade a crack addict to get him, and the NBA vetoed that uh, a couple years back. So I, I'm amused that the narrative has now shifted on Chris Paul, that he's terrible, and the the, the NBA, you can't win, you got to get rid of him. He's horrible. And Blake Griffin also, because I promise you that if these guys do both decide to become free agents, don't sign with the Clippers before they become free agents, you and I both know what's going to happen. There is going to be a monsoon of max contract offers. There will be a courtship period from sea to shining sea all over the NBA of general managers and owners flirting and cigar bars, bottles of wine, and you name it, every kind of accoutrement that you can possibly get to seduce both Blake Griffin and Chris Paul to sign on the dotted line. So the idea that somehow these guys must go somewhere else, they cannot win, seems patently wrong considering the level of interest from around the NBA where everyone will be offering uh, max contracts. All right, so the Ben Mather Show on Fox Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox if you'd like to take part. And let's say hello to Cowboy Tom, who's on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Cowboy Tom. Turn out the lights. The party's over. More proof. All bad things must come to an end. More proof right here. Right. Yeah, you see that? That's, you know, that's joy. You know, that's not apathy. That's joy right there because the Clippers matter. You know. Not only did the Clippers make history five straight years, Chris Paul made history himself. 
because Chris Paul has played in the most playoff games without making it to the conference finals. And what does that mean? That proves he's a loser. Oh, that proves it, really? A loser, and yeah. What, and, and he can't the, make it to the conference finals. And when the Lakers offer Chris Paul a contract, how will you feel about that? They're not going to. He's an old man. He's 32. And you know that for sure, because there are whispers. I know that for sure. There are whispers the that the, the Magic Johnson loves Chris Paul. And would love to bring Chris Paul into a Laker uniform. So I just want to get this you on know, the record. I want you to say again, Cowboy time right now. For the record, you, you and know, you feel the same way about Blake Griffin. Yes, I just I think, want I want you on think, the record when those guys, either one of them goes to the Lakers. I want you on the record to say right now that you think both these guys are losers. Go ahead, Cowboy Tom. Are going to the Lakers? Cowboy Tom, say right now they're both losers. Say it right now. Say it. Say it right now. They're losers. Say it. Say they're losers right now, and you don't want either one of the Lakers. Yeah, they are losers. Say their names. Say their names. Say their names. Say their names right now. You can't say their name. You're a coward. You can't say their names. Exactly. You're a coward. You won't say their names. I'm glad you agree you're a coward. That's right. Yes. Exactly. You're a spineless coward, is what you are. I think Balma should get his money back. He got ripped off big time. Yeah, big time. Clippers. See, he should get yeah. his money back. He should oh, get his money back and buy the Lakers. Years. Is that what you want to do? Because he's got. Let's see. Years. Steve Ballmer's got twenty. Ballmer's got. He should get his money back. Ballmer's got twenty-four billion. Genie <laughs> Bus has forty million. Who would you rather have owning your team? Let's see. Who would you rather? Somebody with twenty-four billion, three hundred thirty-three shares of Microsoft, or Genie Bus, who's it's got nothing? Not like a you know salary cap or anything. You can go over the salary cap, so it doesn't matter. You can pay the luxury tax, and when you have $24 billion, the luxury tax is not a hurdle. So then how come they haven't bought themselves a championship yet? Well, they haven't done it yet. That doesn't mean they're not going to do it. I know you're concerned about that. Ben, I feel like you went to the most annoying-voiced Lakers fan there is on purpose. They all sound like this. To me, you, they all sound like Cowboy Tom. The Lakers all sound, must this is really the, matter to you, too, because you opened the show by talking about them three or four times. No, I did not. I started yes, the show by talking about the San Antonio Spurs. You went Spurs. right to the you, I started with the Spurs. You jabbed at the Lakers. The, you jabbed at Kobe. Well, you took three or four <laughs> well, shots right anyone. away. Yes, you did. I just merely responded on the radio. I'm glad you brought that up. I know that's a red <laughs> herring you like to bring up. But I I'm doing up, a red herring. That's I, your entire hour. No, it's right not. Now. I yes, responded it is. on the radio, not on social media. I responded here to the trolls, and and these are all comments. That you didn't I've gotten name anybody. People. You, you would just, you want me to name people? You, I don't give name credits to trolls. Well, why you don't want me you to just give name credits? Pay to trolls? attention to who's with the show right now. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, these are people that listen you're talking to the show. About. We, don't we just all know to... CP3 is great, but he's not going to win anything with the Clippers. Why not? Why would because he, not he doesn't win have help? The... He, he doesn't have the, help. He's the only one on the court doing anything. You do realize that there have been injuries plaguing this team year after year. Yeah, because it's a cursed franchise. You believe in going to win anything. You believe in curses. Ben, why that... Why do you give the Clippers a flyer on injuries but no other team ever? I don't give the Clippers a flyer on injuries, but I say, you, are you better yes, off? Yes, you do. Why are you See, bringing the... it up then if it's not a flyer? No, it, it's an explanation is what it is. The, the reason, let me be very but clear. But you don't allow that explanation for any other team that goes through injuries. Let me explain the logic. All right. If you have a beautiful building which has fallen on some hard times, but the foundation is strong and solid, you destroy the entire building and then build it back up from the base, which is what you would recommend. I say no. You redo the building, but you don't tear the whole building apart. That's the difference. The philosophy is different. I've seen the dark side. You're going through it right now. You're living the dark side 
of the draft lottery. I don't want to be back in that position. And if you keep Blake Griffin and Chris Paul, the Clippers can avoid that and they can fill the roster out with players that will win. It'd be one of the great success stories in sports if the Chicago Cubs can win the World Series. And earlier in my lifetime, the Boston Red Sox, who could never win, were born losers. If those teams can win, I assure you, it might seem hard to fathom, but the Los Angeles Clippers can also win a championship. And they're not going to get there by getting rid of their two franchise players. That's not how the end game works. The end game on that is year after year of terrible lottery picks and failed suspects is what it is. Yet the Laker fan base is still loyal. You are bringing up those uh, numbers yeah, about six attendance. years in a row. The Lakers are right underneath the Clippers in attendance. And six years in a row, the Clippers if, have. If the Clippers, that's irrelevant it, to turn, my point. No, it's not. Turn it's things absolutely around. Irrelevant. If the Clippers, the Clippers if the Clippers were fans, twenty-five and fifty-six, do you think they'd be right under the Lakers in attendance? That's not the point I was bringing up. Factually speaking, am you're, I wrong in that statement? You're making it sound like nobody's going to Laker games. Compared that's to the Clippers, so the Clippers what are drawing more. Compared to them, they're right years. underneath the Clippers. And you want a cookie for that? Oh, yeah, because want, yes. yes, I do. Because yes. yeah, because your you. your dull fan base would not be showing <laughs> See, up in those numbers if the Clippers were 25. See, and 56. I, I would argue that Laker fans are suckers. They think they, they okay. falsely believe yeah. that this. There's, it's called there's, loyalty. Uh, no, it's called stupidity. No, it's called loyalty. You don't. You're not loyal. So you're, you're probably Clippers Danny. will never be anything in L. A. And you know it. Well, no, it I, bothers I, you no, so I, much. That's me. why you have to constantly talk Lakers I, I, basketball. I, I, I would argue the point, Dan, I think I'm correct in this, that for six years in a row, people have found the Clippers more compelling to go to their games more than Laker fans, and that if Wrong. Laker fans continue Wrong. to go, nothing is going to change. You know, the, the stadium should be empty. The Dodgers were terrible for a couple of years when they had a bad ownership, and Jeannie Buss has been, you know, the, the Buss family since Dr. Buss passed away has not done a good job. I think you'd agree with me on that. Uh, Dr. Buss was the one that was responsible for this. His children have failed as Lakers owners, but when the, the uh, Dodgers had Frank McCord as the owner. When people stopped showing up to Dodger Stadium, that's when baseball stepped in. Laker and fans the are NBA selling needs. out the Laker games. They're just underneath, barely underneath the Clippers' attendance records. But you don't understand. That's so, the point. Yes, the I point, do. The point is the that point, that's a mistake. The, no, that the, the Laker uh, According to you? Yes. No, that's this Laker fans poorly, being loyal it's a and bad, waiting and being patient for it, things to turn uh, around, see, and they will. Let me. They will. You keep saying that. It's not just well, you, you keep and saying And you keep it. saying the Clippers are going to win. Yes. They never They're have. Much there's no the evidence that they ever will. Well, there's no evidence. Give me the some Lakers. evidence. Show me what the e- show me the titles and there's no evidence. Yes, with Doctor Bus, he's dead. He's yeah. rotted corpses yeah. in the ground. Yeah, he's not coming yeah. back. And Doctor Bus is dead. If, if old, Deal with it. If old uh, owners. If they matter that much, then you're screwed forever because you're cursed by Donald no, Sterling. No, see, he's also, for all intents and purposes, dead. He's not allowed in the oh, NBA. but that matters. He's been banned okay, for so life that doesn't from the matter, NBA. But, do, but, but the Lakers' old owner does matter. Yes, Come on. Yes, because his children, who don't know what they're doing, are running the team. You see how that works? Okay. Yeah, it's all never right. going to get exactly. turned around. Okay. Exactly. Not with the butt. Now, if somebody comes in that that is a good owner and buys the team, then maybe. But not under the current circumstances. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Time now for the Who Am I game. And here we go, the Who Am I game. I am the only player since 1993 to attempt more shots in a season than Russell Westbrook, the ball hog, did this season in Oklahoma City. Again, going back to 1993, I'm the only player in the NBA to attempt more shots in a single season than Russell Westbrook did 
this season. Who am I? A night without the Ben Maller Show is like a daytime listening to one of those cookie-cutter radio programs. We're different. Join our community on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. So we're going to have to push back the MLB Pick'em. A little debate with Danny G Radio did not, uh, did not help us time-wise. We're going to time shift it. That's what we're going to do. If you're listening to the podcast, it's only going to be a few minutes later. So you won't even know the difference. The Who Am I game. I am the only player since 1993 to attempt more shots than Russell Westbrook did this season. Who am I? Mike from Pittsfield and several others. Carl going with Allen Iverson is the answer. Keith went with Tim Tebow as his guest. Rod, our friend, the ambassador to Bakersfield, checks in with Akeem Olajuwon. John going with Antoine Walker. Great name. I love the Antoine Walker shimmy. When he made a big shot, that was one of my favorites in NBA history. Eric Piatkowski, guest by Frank. All right, Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, do you have an answer? I do. I'm going with Kevin Shattenkirk. He scored the <laughs> overtime right, game winner for the Capitals All against right, the Penguins. No. The correct answer, the only bigger ball hog than Russell Westbrook since 1993, Kobe Bean Bryant of the Lakers <laughs> in the 2005-2006 season. 2,173 shots for Shut up, Bill Iverson more, uh, or for uh, Kobe, rather, more than Russell Westbrook. But that is mind-boggling. Jeez. They weren't banana boats, but it was a boat race for the Cavaliers against the Raptors. The Eastern Conference playoffs beginning second round for them with a dud. Welcome in. Well, not for the Cavs, but for the Raptors. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Voila! The Cavaliers looking uh, mighty fine. Although defensively at times, uh, questionable. Questionable, but LeBron James playing at a cyborg level against the Toronto Raptors who had little chance to do much of anything. It was like a silly putty situation. LeBron was like a kid playing with silly putty against the Toronto defense. Game one, no contest as the Toronto Raptors put up little resistance. A few times they had a couple of rallies, but you knew that the score was not going to be in their favor uh, when it was all over, and it was a 116 105 win for the Cavs over the Raptors. And LeBron James filling up the stat sheet, enjoying the rather easy victory. So much so, in fact, that he was at one point able in the late stages to mock the Toronto Raptors and grab a beer from a beer vendor and a fan there in the front row and mimicked drinking it, which I'm sure will cause national, national outrage. In Canada, can you imagine LeBron James's act of disrespect that in the middle of an NBA playoff game, LeBron felt that he could mock the opposition like that and drink a beer and stick it in the face of the Toronto Raptors? This is an international outrage situation. This is disrespecting not just Toronto, but all of Canada. It's not right. And also promoting alcohol abuse. What about the children? That Yay. might have been watching that, that that you're encouraging drinking alcohol while playing basketball. Le- Hello, LeBron James. 
LeBron James, what do you have to say for yourself? It's got to be embarrassing. You're a, you're a damn role model, and you offended an entire country, a hardworking group of people in Canada that love NBA basketball, not just in Toronto and Ontario, but the entire country. And what about the children? LeBron, defend yourself, please, LeBron. No, I was I was upset at myself because I had an and one opportunity and I didn't finish the left it short. And, uh, you know, my momentum just took me to the sideline and I'm not going to run over our beer lady, you know, and uh, and she had one, you know, in her hand. So I took it out of her hand, but not much of a beer guy. If she had some red wine. I probably would definitely took a sip. Ron, it's not right. Red wine. Really? Where's it? Do we have that red wine uh, song? Do we have that? Uh, is that Le- that should be LeBron's theme song, right? Let's get that ready. <laughs> LeBron missed a golden opportunity. What kind of beer was that? Do we know what kind of beer that was? Was it what brand of beer that he was? Yeah. Well, that's obvious. What's the What's the biggest distributor of red wine in America? Do we know? To look, <laughs> LeBron. He should have said, yeah, I love beer, and that was my favorite brand of beer, and I would I would love to do a beer commercial. Contact my agent. I think I would be great on a beer commercial. I'd get all my buddies there. It'd be great. We'll, we'll sit around. We'll drink some beers. For a price, LeBron would love beer. He doesn't do any beer commercials, does he? So he's got uh, the sneakers, the phones, the cars. He's got everything else. No beer, though, for LeBron. Missed opportunity. He's trash. All right, so let's let's get to the question here, the Cavs and the Raptors. What's the big takeaway from a rather easy win for the Cavaliers? I think the only takeaway you can have watching this first game between these two teams is that the Raptors are going to need divine intervention to win this series. And I'll tell you why. A, playing this straight up, playing this straight up, roster versus roster, the Cavaliers are too good for the Toronto Raptors. Man-to-man, this is a... Huge mismatch. Toronto is like lambs at the slaughter when they take the court. Sure, they could win a game or two in Toronto. I'm not saying that's not the case, but the idea that the Raptors are going to win four games in this series and they're going to have to win four out of the next six seems unrealistic that that is a possibility for this current Raptor team. Uh, Now, they have played poorly in the postseason over the last handful of years, and then they have risen up. They have come back, and they've played great the following game, and I expect them to play much better in game two of this series. But the second thing, Toronto needs the basketball gods to strike. They need lightning to strike the Cleveland roster. And that means either Kevin Love going down with a bad knee, it looked like that might have happened, but it did not in the game on Monday night, or LeBron James going to one of those nice restaurants in Toronto and getting some bad food, a little food poisoning, uh, we call that the Gordon Hayward package and have him miss a game. Uh, you can have uh, Kyrie Irving get abducted by aliens. Uh, that's impossible because the earth is flat, so there's probably no aliens either. Uh, but some something bizarre, any combination of those events, and the dinosaurs from Toronto will have an opportunity. Here's uh, Dwayne Casey, the coach of the Toronto Raptors. Who? Uh, he just got a, a new contract last year, right? He's going to be around for a few more years, or at least be paid for a few more years. And he points out that he had a feeling the beginning of the game was not going to be a pleasant beginning to the game. I thought they were the quicker team tonight. They were, uh, and we've got to match that. 
uh, to start the game. And, you know, we knew they it, traditionally they're the first quarter team. Um, and, and we got to come out with that, that sense of urgency in the first quarter. I thought we got into it there in the second quarter and got, got ourselves going, but not quick enough for this team. All right, so that's uh, Casey. Not quick enough. First game, I, you knew they were going to come out good, but you still were not quick enough. So a little bit of a problem, a little bit of a problem. Now here's DeMar DeRozan, who has been Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Uh, much like the Toronto Raptors franchise as a whole in the playoffs, where from game to game, it's like the old movie line, it's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you are going to get. In this particular game, while DeMar DeRozan was on the court, the Raptors were outscored by nothing more than 32 points. 32 points they were outscored. So, DeMar DeRozan, uh, defense sucked. The offense wasn't that good. Defend your team. We got to put defense in the game for 48 minutes. You know, we, like I said, uh, <laughs> some reason when they play home, once they see that ball going, it gets real contagious for them. You know, everybody knocking down shots for them. You know, we got to buckle down and understand, you know, we got to we got to leave it all out there, especially on the defensive end and, you know, let that carry us over offensively like, you know, like we did in that first half when we had that spurt getting back in the game. You know, we got to play like that consistently throughout the whole game. Every time I hear an athlete say 48 minutes, I flash back to one of my favorite drops that we no longer have. It was deleted from our sound system here, the archives of Fox Sports Radio. But if you've been with me a long time, you know where I'm going with this. It was a Memphis Grizzlies postgame at Madison Square Garden. And I wish we had the audio on this, but Zach Randolph was, had a big game against the Knicks, and he was spewing all these cliches to a sideline reporter in the post-game interview. And he said that the, the Grizzlies, just you have to play good for 42 minutes. <laughs> it was, was hilarious. He, he was trying to use the 48-minute cliche, and he forgot how many minutes there were in the NBA game, and he said 42 minutes. It was, it was outstanding. It was one of the great uh, sound bites that we've had, but it's been lost in the archives here at Fox Sports Radio. Uh, but the final word on this, the Toronto Raptors are kind of like the, the coyote trying to catch the roadrunner in the iconic cartoon. It's like, you know, you kind of get there, but you know you're not going to get there. You know you're going to get an anvil dropped on top of your head in a comic sense. So, and that's not to say that Cleveland is invincible. Uh, they're not. They are a team that certainly can be stopped, but it is not going to happen in this particular series and very unlikely to happen before the NBA Finals that this is going to take place. It's the, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Now, the tabloids got it wrong, or did the tabloids get it wrong? We'll bring in Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Garcia, and it had been reported by the tabloids of a big celebrity breakup among NBA ball players and celebrities. And oh, really? Was, yeah, I know you read the tabloids, and it was all over the place the, over uh, the last 24 hours that Khloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson, the breakup had taken place there, and people were oh, celebrating no. the Cav forward and the Kardashian. That this was this was going to end. And I know we, we care about these things very much. Oh yeah. And so this was all over the place. There was one problem with this: a reporter, and I've only seen this one place, who was covering the Cavs game in in Cleveland against Toronto, reported this columnist in Cleveland that while making her way to her seat in preparation for the the game, uh, she was very surprised 
very surprised when she noticed Khloe Kardashian uh, making her way to her seat. Uh-oh. Which would seem to go against the narrative that the tabloid was pushing that uh, this was a breakup. She said she passed, this uh, columnist in Cleveland, passed Khloe Kardashian in the hallway on the way to her seat at the Cav Raptors. Well, maybe Khloe just really wanted to see the game. She likes the basketball. Oh, yeah. Maybe she was scouting. Love the game, Ben. She could have been scouting her next uh, boyfriend, right? That's a good point. Yeah, pretty good chance. Absolutely. They they do break up. I'm assuming that she uh, she has a a joy of professional athletes. Right? She likes the NBA players. We're from well, she had Odom, Harden, and now Thompson. I guess she needs a point guard. Would that be next? You got a well. Odom's kind of a he. He could he doesn't play ball anymore. He could technically be a point guard. Maybe a center. How about a center for Khloe Kardashian? They're not really any, you know, legitimate centers anymore, though, right? I mean, it's hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. Andre Drummond, maybe, is he on the market from the Pistons? Can we hook up Khloe and Andre Drummond? No. Let's make it happen. Be very important. I saw who did I say? Joe Hayden was at the game. You know, these are big Cleveland celebrities. Deshaun oh, yeah. Kaiser was at the game. He hasn't. He's perfect. He hasn't lost a game yet as the quarterback of the Cleveland Brownies. Bernie Kosar was there. Really? Yes. How's, old, how's Bernie doing? I know he's had some uh, tough times financially. Also had some other issues, right? Not Is just, it, what, uh, you have some health issues, too? So the uh, booze, right? I think, uh, yeah. Maybe, yeah I think you're uh, right. Uh, he looks fine. I just saw a photo. He looks like Don Mattingly to me in this photo. <laughs> really? Yeah. Does, like he he still more, have, does he still have that fro? Bernie had kind of the fro n- back no, in the day. No, he's got a shorter haircut. Okay. He's wearing glasses. And there's a photo of him sitting next to Joe Hayden. So, I see. Looks like they're bonding, having a good time. Yeah, it does remind me, and you know I'm always looking to spin towards hockey, but I, I did see in the supermarket checkout line there was a uh, magazine cover that said that Carrie Underwood, the country star, has been estranged from her husband, NHL player Mike Fisher. They haven't seen each other in months. Oh, wow. And then, uh, of course, she's singing the national anthem at the game the other day, so I'm guessing they saw each other at that <laughs> point. Maybe. Might, maybe might, they might looked have saw away. each other, yeah. Maybe she looked one direction, he looked the other. <laughs> Possible, not, no guess. eye contact, right? Possible. All right, uh, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. If you would like to be part of this, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. And uh, we have a guy cashing another golden ticket. And we go now to Niagara Falls, and we say hello to Big Sean, who's on Fox Sports Radio. Because I've got a golden ticket. I got a golden ticket. Benny Radio, I want to just let you know I'm a man. I'm a real man. So as a real man, I don't like to pile on and kick another man when he's down. But I think it's time for you to realize that Keith Cross is not walking through that door anytime soon. It's time to blow the Clippers up. Year after year after year after year, it's a letdown. You should feel like Rocky and Rocky Ford. You just can't win. You can't win, Rocky. When are you going to give it up, Maller? When? Are, are you done? Yes, I, yes yeah. I am. So, in other words, the Clippers are kind of like listening to you play a game show. Disappointing. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a winner. That's why I'm casting the golden ticket. <laughs> not, when the, not when the baseball category comes up. That, <laughs> that doesn't not happen. True or the hockey Or the hockey category. You don't do very well in that either. That does not who go does, really Who well. watches hockey besides my man? Well, according to Eddie, everyone watches hockey. He tells me well, all the time that everyone loves the, the game of hockey. All the smart people do, yeah. Yeah. So you're not – Eddie just called you stupid, Sean. <laughs> that, that, that's all right. I'll take that from him. 
You'll take that from Eddie? You'll take that from Eddie? Is that right? Yeah, I'll take that from Eddie. Yeah. But, man, like I said, big, I didn't want to pop up. But when, don't you feel a little bit like the Bills fans? You know, the back-to-back-to-back, no, to no, back no, no, the years no, and no, years no. of consecutive not, I'm not. No, I'm not upset at all. In fact, I look forward to Chris Paul and Blake Griffin coming back, and I think that – the future is very bright for the Clippers. I, I don't understand. I, I, I do, actually, I, I checked. I do understand where you're coming from. You're trying to hit my buttons. It's not working, yeah. Sean. I know you're, it's a waste of a golden ticket. I'm not getting not worked up here at all. I know you have no interest at all in the Clippers. You, you live in Niagara Falls. What do you care about the Clippers well, for? You're in Niagara uh, in case Falls. you didn't know, the Clippers came from Buffalo. Yeah. That's my interest yeah. in the Clippers. Yeah. Well, you weren't even alive when they played in Buffalo, so stop that, please. Well, no, 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 oh, please. They weren't there when you were a child. Please knock that off. 1979, they were still there. No, they were in San Diego in 1979. Ah, whatever. Ah, whatever. Yeah, from Buffalo. That's my investment in the Clippers. Yeah, you have no investment. You just try. I know what you do. That's fine. You feel better now? You feel good. I'm just, hey, hey, I didn't call the pile on. I called to make you feel better, and hopefully, I feel feel fine. No one else will pile on. I'm sure no one else will call. Why would anyone else call to talk about this? This is old news. There's okay. uh, there's much more compelling conversation in what happened Monday night in the NBA Plus. And I keep getting dragged down into the cesspool by you nimrods, and it's <laughs> annoying to me. Sounds like you're denial. My next call will be about the Dodgers or, oh, or yeah, my favorite about baseball that. team. Let's talk about the, yeah, the Dodgers. You couldn't name three guys in the Dodgers. I give you a million dollars. You could name three guys in the Dodgers. False promises again. Oh, yeah. All right, go ahead. All right, go, I go ahead. I run down the entire roster. Yeah, right, yeah, go Google the <laughs> roster right now. Exactly. Yeah, get out of here, please. Ridiculous. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. And a nightlife situation. We'll get to that, and we'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show is 79% more enjoyable when you join us on Twitter. It's the backdoor way to be heard on the radio. You can message the Maller Posse by following Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can follow and tweet at our executive producer. He is the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's the Coop de Loop, Justin Cooper, and he's at UH Bronco Fan. Played for the Orioles has a porn stash. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> and now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. We'll have Maller to the third degree coming up in a couple minutes. So we, we somebody's got to bring red wine in Toronto in the front row. They should pass out if I was the Raptors marketing department. I would pass out when the series shifts to Canada. Everyone in the front row gets a little bottle of red wine. And then the, so LeBron, he said, we played the soundbite there, that if there had only been red wine, he probably would have taken a sip. So I think the, the Toronto Raptors should give LeBron the opportunity to get hammered and drink red wine where, wherever he is. Yes, play that when the Raptors' uh, opponent, the Cavaliers, are warming up. Before the game, and everyone will be holding a little bottle of red wine. Be great. I'm sure, there's a, a company there that will sponsor that and supply the bubbly. I think that will take place, right? Yes. All right. It's uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. And uh, let's say hello to Paul, who's in Beverly Hills on Fox Sports Radio. The Ben Maller Show. Hello, Paul. Hello, Ben. I've been listening to your show for a long time. 
That's Long great. Time. That's Don't put a butt in there. You love it. It's good. We're wonderful. It's great to talk no, to no. you. No, you are good. Oh, thank you. Are good. you. I, right. I wasn't, I wasn't going to say anything about it, but uh, I, I like you. I oh, like you. Oh, right, that's great. That's a good conversation. You no, should go to bed. I'll go my way. You go your <laughs> way. We're good. Well, here's the thing. You need me on the show. I'm going to try to call you more often because... You know, I'm in Beverly Hills, man. I got all the inside sources. I talked to all these people you're talking about. Yeah. I was with Magic Johnson just a couple of days before they announced he was going to take yeah. over the Lakers. Yeah. How come you? Uh, didn't, how I, come you didn't tell me? Well, hey, it's not in my position to break the news. I they thought don't we were friends. Do. What happened? Well, got, I'm a fan of yours. Well, we're not really I, I, friends. Well, we got to get to know well, each no, other. No, listen first. to me. Listen, I got guys in Minnesota that drive limos, that drive Ubers, that fill me in on stuff. I got people in Nashville. I got guys in Chicago. I got I got guys in New York. That hooks okay. me up with stuff. I used to have a guy in the Sunset Strip at all the nightclubs that would give me dirt. And you, you're because you're Beverly Hills, you can't hook me up. Ben, when was the last time you were in Beverly Hills, man? Everybody. I used to Beverly live Hills. right over near Beverly. I used to live there, and I got married. I moved out to, to Nevada, but I for a long time I lived right near Beverly Hills. Beverly well, Hills adjacent. Know. Yes, I know. Then you know, you know everybody goes to Beverly Hills. I don't Jeannie go there. Bus goes to Beverly Hills. And they all go and they drink wine in little bars in the different hotels. Exactly. I know. Yeah. I know the wines they like. I know all this stuff. Look, well, look you're connected. You're a made man. Look at you, Paul. You're connected. I am, but yeah. you know what? I still like your show. Sometimes <laughs> the people who call, they waste my time. I'm like, come on, Ben. Oh, hang not up at on all. This these loser. are what's not to like about that. These are salt of the earth people, Paul. These you're right. You're these right. are the well, core why, of the society. That's why, I like, yeah. that's why right. I like you because you try. You give them a chance. Exactly. Yes. But here's the thing. I had to call you because you're, you're dogging my girl Jeannie. I'm not dogging her. I'm just pointing out that she's done nothing worthy of praise. Wait, wait, wait. As the uh, since Doctor Bus passed away, what? How am I wrong? Ben, let's be real for a second. She was yeah. in charge of basketball of business operations. She had nothing to do with basketball operations. Well, Jeannie is very well spoken. I will give her that. She's certainly more well spoken than the the other bus kids that have been out there. But you gotta you gotta admit, Paul. Even if you like Jeannie, she had an inner office relationship that chased away Jerry West. Like her relationship with Phil Jackson chased away Jerry West. Jerry West would still be with the Lakers if it wasn't for the Genie Bus Phil Jackson romance. You'd agree yeah, with me on that, right? Of course. Of course All right. this is and, true. And, but... and it, didn't Genie want Phil Jackson to run the franchise? When, that she did. And how's Phil done with the Knicks? Oh, yeah, but that's different. Phil with the Knicks isn't what Phil could have been with the Lakers. That's totally, the that's Knicks are a different. failure of an organization. Uh, so and the have La- been the Lakers are a failure right now also. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's, let's be real for a second. Since the 80s, who's won more titles in the NBA? I'm talking about right now, today. Where okay. we said, I'm not talking about the 80s or the 90s. I'm talking about right okay. now. An era just died, Ben. Kobe Bryant just left. And we all had to sit there and say goodbye to him. And we all had to tolerate that they were going to fail that last year because, yeah, we got to overpay Kobe. We're not living in the future. We're saying goodbye to him. Now, now, Paul, let's keep it real. You're Beverly Hills, and I respect that. But let's keep it real. The last couple years of Kobe Bryant's career – it was like weekend at Kobe's. They were dragging him all around the court, uh, and it was embarrassing. You would admit that, well, yes? Even though it was embarrassing, we had people flying from all over the world, from Australia, from Japan, everybody. They just want to come and see Kobe. So it was about money at that point. Okay, we so you admit it's not about winning? Okay, that's fine. As long as we can admit the Lakers aren't about winning, they were about making money. That's fine. I, I'll, Temporarily. I'll see that. Temporarily. They got a little bit of credit because they've delivered yeah. so many titles lately. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Right. Here's the thing. Yeah. Go ahead. What's the first thing Jeannie does, though, when she finally gets to be the boss? She goes and gets magic. 
Now that's remember all, this. That's all for PR. I, I wouldn't. I would not have hired Magic Johnson. Wait, wait, wait. Magic hire. wasn't a good coach. Magic wasn't a good coach. But that doesn't mean he won't make an excellent president of the Lakers. I completely disagree. There's no evidence that Magic Johnson has any clue how to run a franchise. In fact, I would argue there's plenty of evidence he doesn't know what he's doing. Judging by his praise of Brandon Knight, Michael Carter Williams, and Rajan Rondo on Twitter, uh, I would and, say the same. The same could be said about John Elway. The Broncos. They were. They were. They were mediocre for a long time. So Pat Bowlen reached out to John Elway, put him back in charge because John Elway was the best player in the franchise. Now look at him. The guy's one of the yeah. best GMs. And everyone, who, everyone who makes this argument brings up John Elway, and they don't bring up Matt Millen, uh, who was a former you player who ran the lines. They, 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 most of these guys fall. Isaiah Thomas, a complete ben, failure. I was about to say, I was about yeah. to say, one person's previous success doesn't guarantee magic exactly, success. Exactly, you know? exactly. Uh, I got, However, I, I, we're going in circles here. And I, I, you like the Lakers, and you're a fan of Genie Bus. Now listen to me. If you like this show, next time you find something out, if you claim, and I'll believe you, I think you might be blowing smoke here, but if you find something out, reach out to your Uncle Ben and let him know. All right? I'll call you back, man. We're going to keep in touch. Uh, You're going to hear from me uh, more uh, often because uh, I'm your inside scoop in Beverly. I'm uh, around all these uh, people. I, I hear that, but uh, I need some evidence of that. I don't I don't want you calling three days after something saying I knew about that. I want you calling me three days before. That's what well, I want. Yeah. I've been seeing a lot of the Clipper staff lately. You know, yeah. they, they're they're very sad right now. I'm uh, not even. I'm not. I'm yeah. not making any of this stuff. I'm I was. Sure. I'm sure they're very I, sad. I, I, I don't want to name drop because I've been with some yeah. of the coaching oh, staff. I've been they, with some of the players. You, you want to name drop? Just name drop. Go ahead. Nah, nah. Come on. Right. You want to name drop? You want nah, to? Nah, that's. You know you want air, to. Off the air. All I'll right. Hold on a sec. Hold on. I put them off the. Make sure line one stays there, Coop. I want to get some of these names. I need some dirt. All right, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We will get to Maller to the third degree. We'll get to that in 60 seconds. No long commercial break and a nightlife solution. We also have to get to the MLB pick, and we'll do all that. 60 seconds, no long commercial break. But first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com and get a free rate quote. And now, back to Ben Maller. I might have to pull out my list of 10 types of callers to sports radio because that guy Paul we just talked to is like the insider guy. Like I, I talked to him off the air, Eddie. I did. I talked to him. And he said he, he claimed he knew a couple people, and I he didn't give me any, like, like bomb that I didn't know. Uh, so I, I'm going to wait. I'm going to give Paul another opportunity. And then if Paul gives me some good inside stuff, then we'll believe him. If not, then I'll remain a skeptic. We are looking for a good insider on the Ben Maller Show. We the have position lots of is inside. open. We had Big Sexy call us up last year, and he broke that big news that Philip Rivers was being traded to the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> a big story. Yeah, that was, that was a big story. It wasn't right, but it was a big story when he reported it. And he said it right on the air. And he said, now you listen here, Ben. And he went on this big rant about how. Now, Ben. Now, Ben, Ben. Yeah, and he, the whole thing. He had really good sources. We believed him. We bought into it. Ben, Ben, Ben. You've got to give me a break here now. Yeah. Philip Rivers was going to go. That was before the, the, the Titans drafted uh, their quarterback, right? Mariota. That was before that. So, all right. Very good. No, it's Mariotto, I believe. Mariotto. Commissioner. Mariotto Toto. Is that how he did it? Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's the, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. So uh, there was a, a mild controversy uh, involving, and I say mild, it was you know, a good-natured, boy, we don't want to go to, to Utah. Uh, the uh, Golden State Warriors, as a whole, kind of agreed 
that it would be better for them if the Clippers had won because they could go hang out in Los Angeles in between games in the playoff series. Instead, they have to go to Salt Lake City where there is no nightlife in Utah. And that's, yeah, that that story made the rounds. Well, we have a follow-up to that story. The Dubs very upset that they have to go. You talk about you talk about first world problems. Oh, I got to travel and stay at a four star or five star hotel in Salt Lake City uh, for a couple of nights. But in uh, reference to the lack of nightlife in Salt Lake City, Joe English, English, the uh, Australian that looks like he should not be in the NBA, but does look like the perfect Utah Jazz player. Uh, Joe English responded, and he offered to buy a rental car for the Golden State Warrior players so they can drive. Between Vegas and Salt Lake City, it's like a it's like a 400 mile uh, trip or so between those two cities, and so he said, "Hey, I'll pay for the I'll pay for the rental car, so these Golden State Warrior players can go on like a team bonding trip and go down to Vegas and gamble and have a good time." Yay! And he also mentioned the possibility that the Warriors are wealthy enough that they've made enough money, they're in a good enough tax bracket that they can bring in a private jet and fly to Los Angeles. Between games, if they don't want to deal with the prohibition like nightlife in Salt Lake City. So, no word on whether the Warriors are going to accept the offer for a rental car situation. We'll keep you apprised of that. And right now, though, let's get to it. Here we go. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And we bring in the Coupe de Loop. Ben, as the Clippers were on their way to losing Game 7 against the Jazz. Look how excited uh, Luke Coop says that. Which, by the way, was the fifth year in a row that they lost a playoff uh, series that they were leading. I what, don't know. What's the exact date of that. the lottery party? Are you going? Do I have to wear a certain oh, is that, color? Is that a red herring? Is that? No, I'm just curious. I want to know. I want to make sure my night is clear that night so I can go hang out at the lottery party. Anyway, moving on with the question. Will there the, be purple and gold cupcakes? The broadcasters were constantly always bringing up the Lakers. Uh, the broadcasters were cu- constantly <laughs> you bring up the Clippers. So it's uh, well, it has to do with this question, Ben. Oh, I don't sure know what the, the Lakers right. have to do with this question. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, the broadcasters were constantly bringing up the thought that the team will look very different next season. While all which the speculation, which is speculation, that's not accurate. Uh, we don't know that for sure. Oh, that's that's funny that you say that because uh, I was about to say while all of the speculation of a team being blown up and rebuilt surrounds the Clippers, it's very possible that it could be the case for the Chicago Bulls as well. Uh, when asked if he will be seeking clarity on his future with the team on Friday, Jimmy Butler danced around the subject. What kind of dance was it? Was it a tap dance? Was it I think a- it was a tango. Tango? Yes. All right. Ben, do you think the Bulls are looking at a rebuild situation? Uh, no, they should not be. The answer is absolutely not, and I'll tell you why. A, I've been through this before. The term rebuild is patently wrong. Could you imagine in any other business – any other business. Let's take Apple, for example. I like Apple products. I have an iPhone, and I have a, a, a laptop, which is an Apple laptop. Uh, Apple, if they said, we're going to stop selling our most popular products, uh, you know, such as the iPhone and their different laptops that they have, until we redesign them, but we want you to keep buying the inferior products that we are making right now uh, while we rebuild. No one would do that. Rebuilding is a socially acceptable term for sucking, for putting an inferior product on the court and charging regular prices, and the business says, just trust them. Trust us. Trust us. You end up the laughingstock of your sport. 
you end up in a terrible situation like the 76ers trust the process of the Lakers and the lottery year after year. And B, if, if Jimmy Butler really wants out of Chicago, then I do think the Bulls should let him go. I don't believe that it is productive to have a bad apple around if Jimmy Butler is going to be a true bad apple. Then Chicago should not rebuild but restyle its roster on the fly. You tweak, you modify while still playing winning basketball. It can be done. Not enough teams try to do it. If you end up in the lottery three years in a row, you have failed. You have absolutely failed. Next. Both Leonard Fournette and Christian McCaffrey got some heat for deciding to skip their bowl games at the end of last season. There were a lot of people wondering if it would affect their draft status, but both ended up being top 10 picks. On the flip side, Michigan tight end Jake Butt did play in the Orange Bowl and tore his ACL. Because of that, he fell to the fifth round when he had been projected as an early second rounder. Ben, do you think this spells the beginning of the end for bowl games? Well, it's definitely going to spur a change, as it should. As it should. First of all, in many respects, this is the similar issue for the NBA. Right? The NBA has been dealing with this for several years on a different level where players are using buzzwords like they're fatigued and they, they need rest, when in reality they're just jerry-rigging the schedule to make it easier on them for the postseason. But unlike pro basketball, I don't support the NBA players jerry-rigging the schedule. I think it's embarrassing and it should be put to, a, to an end. But unlike their friends in basketball, I support the college football players missing secondary bowl games. The system has been tipped too much in favor of everyone other than the players, the the coaches, the universities, all cashing in on the players. And secondly, if this trend continues, expect this to spark a countermeasure by the guardians of college football. And if a bunch of the the college football players, the star players, miss the secondary bowl games, that will ignite a call to expand the college football postseason, expansion of the postseason. When healthy ball players start missing playoff games to get ready for the draft, and that's coming, right? The first step is to miss the secondary bowl games. The next step is to miss the important, meaningful bowl games the, the playoff games, that will be the point of demarcation. That'll be the separating point. And then will the NFL care and will college football care? Will they hold it against the players in the NFL? Likely not, but that's the, the end game. It's, it's not going to stop. I and mean, We're talking about the top handful of players right now, but it's going to expand. Agents are involved, and they're going to be in the ear of the players telling the players, hey, you could get hurt. You might be a third or fourth round pick now. If you get hurt, you'll be a sixth or seventh round pick, or you won't even be drafted at all. You're better off not playing. So that's the slippery slope that college football is going to have to deal with, and it's going to push towards that direction. And the only way to end it, if there is a way to end it, would be to pay the players. But even that – likely will not put a stop to this because you can still make more money in the NFL. Next! While the Warriors sat around and waited to find out who they would face in round two of the playoffs, it's not going to be the Clippers. Uh, Draymond Green Oh, really? Was, Why would it not be the Clippers, Coop? Because uh, they lost because oh, they really? can't make it yeah. out of the first round. Yeah. Uh, and how the Lakers do in the playoffs? Draymond Green was interviewed yeah, and asked exactly. about his yeah. uh, the development of his game. The reporter asked if Draymond saw himself as a modern-day Charles Barkley, and Draymond wasn't having any of it. Hell no, I'm not the I'm the modern-day Draymond Green. F no. 
Ben, do you think modern-day Barkley is an accurate comparison? Yeah, I'm going to give the thumbs down on this, uh, and here's why. Number one, Charles Barkley is, when he was was at his best, at the peak of his superpowers in the NBA, was a much better offensive player and, might I add, much more enjoyable to watch play. Draymond Green happens to be on a better team. He has filled a very valuable role with the Golden State Warriors, but if you dropped Draymond Green – on the Sacramento Kings or the Dallas Mavericks, nobody would go outside of their house to watch him play, even in their backyard, right? The hardcore basketball junkies might know who Draymond Green is, but nobody outside of that would know. He's a product of the success the Warriors have had. And number two, uh, Draymond Green, comparing him to Charles Barkley, is an inaccurate representation. People forget that before he became the crown prince of television basketball commentators, the round mound rebound was a Hall of Fame talent. He was a regular first-team NBA player, and if you want a better comparison for Draymond Green, it would be another contemporary of Charles Barkley, Dennis Rodman. Rodman was often surrounded by great players when he played on the Pistons and the San Antonio Spurs, and thus resulting in his game being enhanced and his performance being enhanced. So that is a much more accurate comparison than that of Charles Barkley. There it is, Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Ben, you just couldn't get through the entire edition without bringing That's up the winner. Lakers. Thank you, you for f- that. failed this edition. I won again. Thank Nothing. you. Nothing. You lose. Another Good win day, for me. Sir. I'll add that to my record. You get Nothing. You lose. Time now for the instant trivia. Here we go. Baseball has been being played. They've been playing baseball since the 1800s. That would be the proper way to say that. So they've been playing baseball since the 1800s. Name the first manager to be suspended for an on-field incident. Again, name the first manager in baseball history to be suspended for an on-field incident. That's the instant trivia. The answer next. The Ben Maller Show has been called the most unique show on sports radio, but we need your help with our guerrilla marketing campaign. Use your social media pages to show your support for the Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. And the instant trivia named the first manager to be suspended for an on-field incident in baseball history. That is the instant trivia. What is the answer? And the smoke runner. Checking in. Actually, it was a Zach in Kansas City. Goes goes Kid Gleason as his as his answer. Trey Hillman guessed by Patrick, the Uber driver in San Diego. Bobby Valentine thrown out by our friend Brad. Uh, who else? Wrong button. Bob guessed by the drummer King. Bobby Cox from Enzo in Vancouver. Sweet Lou Pinella from the Bill Miller account. Uh, Denver Rob says it's Red Herring, the manager. Red Herring. All right. Do you have an answer, Eddie? I do. It's the first one I can remember. I think it was Pete Rose and Steve Palermo. Does that sound right? All right. Uh, Well, you got part of that correct. It is Pete Rose. Good job, Pete Rose. 1988 was the year. And Pete Rose, the red skipper, was upset with Dave Pallone was the umpire. Uh, Delayed call. The eventual game-winning run scored. And Bart Giamatti gave a 30-day suspension. Because Pete Rose shoved the first base umpire. Wow. Yeah, let's, I don't remember it being that long. Yeah, uh, well, it was short compared to his other suspension. That's true. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. It's the MLB Pick'em. Coop, we're short on time, and I didn't play yesterday, so I don't care who won. Uh, 
It was me that won, Ben. Oh. And with, I really don't care. With my yeah. first pick, I'm going to go with the hottest player in baseball, Ryan Zimmerman. I thought it was Anthony Rendon was the hottest player in baseball. That's just one day. Yeah. Uh, Danny G. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Yankees' Aaron Judge. Chalk, chalk, chalk. You wanted him. Eddie. Bryce Harper. Bryce, uh, chalk, chalk, chalk. Mike Trout. <laughs> Screw wow. you. Yeah, that's so and unique. Char- and Charlie yeah, Blackman. Ha, 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 ha. Eddie. I see what you're doing. Taking coops, guys. Uh, let's go with uh, Daniel Murphy. Danny? Nolan Arenado. Nolan Arenado. All right. Koopa Loop, the back-to-back. Matt Kemp and Miguel Sano. Not worried about either one of those. Uh, Danny G, hurry up. Chris Davis with a K. All right, Eddie. Marcelo Zuna. Jose Abreu of the White Sox for the win. I will win. I'm uh, guaranteeing I'm calling my shot right now. Wrong! Cakewalk wins for the Cavaliers and the Rockets. San Antonio's got some issues, and so do the Toronto Raptors. And what's going on with the Doc? Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free Rate quote. We're back at it again this hour, and the Toronto Raptors not back at it. They have played a very soft basketball in a road game, the lid lifter, against a rested Cavalier team. No fatigue there for Cleveland as the Cavaliers jumped out to a 12-point lead at the end of the first quarter and were never really threatened, even though Toronto made a couple of, of runs during the course of the game where mathematically, uh, they were very much in the game within striking distance. You never got the feeling that there was any real threat that the Raptors were going to end up winning the game. And Toronto, uh, they made the score look much more respectable with a fourth quarter where they outscored the Cavaliers by 11. But a uh, convincing win in game one, so the Cavaliers are three wins away from a date in the Eastern Conference Finals. They hold serve at home. Something the San Antonio Spurs could not do. In fact, the Spurs were like zombies. In particular, a couple of Spur players who have had a, a reputation of being pretty productive in the playoffs. LaMarcus Aldridge, who's been, uh, you know, gotten a huge contract in San Antonio based on his play in Portland. He's been pretty good in a Spurs uniform, but he was horrifically pad in this particular game for San Antonio, so much so that in only 25 minutes of game action, the Spurs were outscored by 36 points with Aldridge on the court. So San Antonio goes down by 27. The Rockets hit 22 three-point shots, a 44% conversion rate. They took 50 of them but made 22 of the three-point shots, and it was not any one individual player that was the difference. James Harden only took 13 shots. Only had 20 points, but had 14 assists. And it was uh, Trevor Ariza also with 23 and a a bunch of guys that were all around that number for the Houston Rockets who get the surprise win. Not that they can't win in San Antonio, but to destroy and dismember the Spurs is what what they did on this particular night is eye-opening. Now, I want to move away from that for a moment because there has been another story which has been the buzz of basketball, and that would be Doc Rivers, 
and his future as coach in Los Angeles. Now, following the Clippers' loss to the Utah Jazz in Game 7, which really broke the hearts of the Golden State Warrior players and many basketball fans that wanted to see the Clippers go forward in the NBA playoffs, uh, everyone has been piling on, right, piling on. We used the analogy earlier that Doc Rivers at this point is like a pinata at a nine-year-old's birthday party, and there are people wildly flailing away with baseball bats at the pinata of Doc Rivers. So I wanted to talk about this. Now, what are the actual chances that Doc Rivers is removed as Clipper coach? Because remember, Doc Rivers is not only the Clipper coach, he's also the executive, he's the acting general manager. He gets to pick the players and all that. And while I think there is still a chance that Doc Rivers is going to stay as the Clipper coach, if you said, hey, what are the odds? You asked me that question. I would say with public sentiment the way it is and a groundswell of support to remove Doc Rivers, and that being the easiest thing to do, the the number is high. It's not 90%. It's not 95%. It's closer to 75%. That's the number that I'm going to go with. There's a 75% chance that Glenn Doc Rivers, not a real doctor, is removed as Clipper coach. And I'll, and I'll tell you why. A, if you, if you go by the court of public opinion, which is something a lot of people do, if you go by the court of public opinion, uh, then, yeah, he'll be gone. This is Steve Ballmer's next big challenge as the owner of the Clippers. Will he cave in to the popular belief that Doc Rivers must go. And it's important to note that Steve Ballmer did not hire Doc Rivers. That was not his choice, right? That was Donald Sterling's decision. Uh, So he has an opportunity to say, that was not my guy. I didn't bring him in here. And that removes the stigma of saying, I got to be loyal to my guys. That's a typical stumbling block uh, for hiring coaches or firing coaches. Is loyalty, and you say, "Well, I didn't. I don't want to let go of this guy. I hired him. I hire good people. I want to give him a chance." The other problem is who's available. Uh, Steve Ballmer is going to want a big name. He's going to be big name hunting if he were to get rid of Doc Rivers. And because of global warming, there is a, a shortage of coaches. Right, the coaching market has gone dry. And the usual suspects that would get tossed out either are too old, like Phil Jackson, who's also employed by another NBA team. Phil's 71 years old. His days on the sidelines are likely over. Or seem to be in a happy place. John Calipari, Coach Cal, is 58 years old and seems like he's found his point uh, in in life where he needs to stay at Kentucky. Everything seems to be going pretty well there. Uh, another high-profile college coach who could fit the bill as someone that's had success, won a championship recently, is Jay Wright of Villanova. Now, he's 55 years old, but he's a Pennsylvania guy. He's got no NBA ties, and so that doesn't seem like it would make a lot of sense for him to coach the Clippers if they got rid of Doc Rivers. So who? Then you start going through the laundry list of TV candidates, and none of them are all that appearing, appealing. Uh, Jeff Van Gundy wasn't that good an NBA coach when he was with the Rockets, and he seems to be okay as a broadcaster. Mark Jackson was a failure with the Golden State Warriors. Kevin McHale didn't do anything of note in his time with the Rockets or with the Timberwolves. Who else? Doug Collins? 
Would that excite anyone if Doug dusted Doug Collins off and brought him back? So none of those names are all that appealing. So if you're going to get rid of Doc Rivers, and that's what many people want, who are you going to hire? You're going to hire some faceless, no-name assistant coach? Is that what they're going to do? Seems unlikely that Steve Ballmer would go down that direction. And this, the other part of this, part B, remember that I, I said there's a 75% chance that Doc Rivers is gone. There's also a 25% chance that he remains as the coach of the Clippers. We, we don't know the level of loyalty that Ballmer has. And, again, it's not his hire, but Ballmer, by all accounts, has a good relationship with Doc Rivers. And I have witnessed firsthand uh, that at practice before games uh, at Staples Center, I've seen Ballmer's out there hanging out with Doc, and they seem to have a, a, a fine time uh, on the sidelines there during practice. So, uh, again, Rivers not his hire, but ultimately – is that going to matter in this case? And what matters more than anything is keeping Blake Griffin and Chris Paul. You'd like to keep both, but you certainly, if you had to choose, if I'm in charge, I do everything. I offer them both max contracts. That's what Ballmer's going to do. Five years, I believe it's $130 million contracts, not my money, and you offer that to Blake Griffin and Chris Paul. But then you have to choose. If you had to choose between those two, you'd choose Blake Griffin because he's three years younger and he's going into the prime of his career where Chris Paul is at the tail end. He's 31 years old, so he's at the tail end of his basketball prime. So you'd be much more comfortable if you had to choose giving that money to Blake Griffin if only one of them is going to stay. The move here is to offer what we like to call the LeBron package to Blake Griffin. And Chris Paul, if he wants it, but well, he can't give it to both. Uh, and what that means, if you give Blake Griffin the LeBron package, that is right of first refusal on the coach. Meaning, if he wakes up one morning and decides, I don't like docs, uh, I don't like doctors, anybody named Doc, uh, then Doc Rivers is Gonzo. I'm a doctor. See you later. And if that is what Blake Griffin wants, if he needs that. If that is part of the package to get him to come back and he wants a coaching change, then you do that. It's what many NBA teams have done. And you wish Doc Rivers the best. You send him on his way with a nice golden parachute and you keep Blake Griffin and then modify the roster around him. But the parting shot on this, though, uh, Doc Rivers' endgame ultimately, whether it happens this year or three years from now, is going to be putting on the makeup and going to production meetings for television. He's got the gift for gab. People genuinely like being in the same room with Doc Rivers. He's very verbose, and that means he's going to cash in from a television standpoint, and you can totally see him strolling back into TNT and being fine hanging out. I can already see a scenario where TNT desperately tries to salvage the failing TV career of Kevin Garnett and has Doc Rivers teamed up with Kevin Garnett uh, to do some games. He's, Garnett's been brutal so far on television. I could see Doc and Garnett working alongside a play-by-play announcer or put Doc Rivers in the studio with Barkley and Kenny. It's going to be a pretty good end game for Doc Rivers when it's all over, but it's not guaranteed that he's done coaching the Clippers. In fact, again, it's, it's about a 25% chance that he remains as the Clipper coach. It is the Ben Maller Show. On Fox as we yap the night away, Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Garcia is alongside him. Uh, 
Phil, I need like a steamboat whistle instead of the hockey horn. Yeah, yeah. we might have to change it up. I mean, I'm sure there's a steamboat Willie cartoon on YouTube or something we can steal uh, from that. Uh, and we should point out, guys, I failed to mention this earlier, and I, I did that uh, intentionally as an act of protest. But uh, it is my birthday week, much like T.O., and my wife made uh, a little bit of a cake. So if you guys want, in the refrigerator, there's uh, some slices of uh, cake. Oh, there's no question. There is a Koopa Loop is on his feet and heading towards the refrigerator high, as we there's speak. There's a high, this is my olive branch. There's a high sugar content in the cake. It's covered with delicious frosting, homemade from scratch cake. You can enjoy that. Over well, two I- hours into the show, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> well, you annoyed me at uh, the beginning of the show. You and Danny you're still G. Here, you're still here till 6 o'clock, so who cares? Exactly. It doesn't matter, no, right? not tonight. Oh, oh not tonight. He's uh, not. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah so. Something for the road. Yeah. Well, I thank you and your wife, oh, but yeah. I am I'm on the diet. Oh, so you're I on the diet. Yep. Oh, I will just go to the treadmill more for, for me. 40 yeah, minutes. More for you, Coop. Danny G, you want a little sugar there? A little sugar? Uh, yeah. No? It's probably poisoned. <laughs> poison. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, it's covered in poison. Rat poison. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if any's left. It's been in the refrigerator for a couple hours, so there have been some editors here. But it should, it should be nice and cool for you. So, yeah. Delicious. So I hope you guys enjoy if you partake. Which I guess seems I just brought cake for Coop. It sounds like I've just brought cake, cake, uh, cake for Coop. So it's a wonderful thing. So I hope he enjoys the cake. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. There's, there's little doubt he's going to enjoy the cake. Yeah. That sounds like a like a Kickstarter campaign that I should start. Cake for Coop. Cake for Coop. Yeah, we could do yeah, that because to get what to, you need is more cake, Coop. No, That's we, exactly. Well, what we you can need. do that to get to Minnesota though. Because we're going to the Super Bowl, right? That's our crowdfunding. The Ben Maller Show. We should do it. Yeah, like we might these... want to start up that uh, right now. That, yeah, yeah. We keep talking about it, but uh... Eddie, please. We only need like a couple weeks to meet our goal. Coop is delusional. <laughs> the only way this is going to work is if we hitchhike to Minnesota and we sleep at the shelter that Hollering James is at. That's about the only way that will work. And then we're going to still have to find a way to broadcast back over the Fox Sports Radio Network. So we're gonna have. I'm sure K Fan will just open up the doors and no, say, "Come no. on in, boys, and do <laughs> no, whatever you want." No, no, it's probably automated overnight. We're gonna have to get bullhorns, <laughs> and we'll just we'll just yell really loudly in the bullhorns. That's what we're gonna have to do. Hey, did you see Cam Newton? You ever? What is this? The the Met Gala? You know what that is in New York? It's the uh, Metropolitan Museum of Art. They have a big uh, fundraiser. I'm unaware of it. All right, I I'm not familiar with the socialite scene in Manhattan either. But they had the Met Gala, which I guess used to be called, like, the Costume Ball or something like that. I think it had a different name. But now they've gone PC, so they just call it the Met Gala. And it's for the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Why am I bringing this up on a sports radio show? Great question, I'll tell you. Because Cam Newton showed up, and I recommend, if you want to laugh, if you want to smile, my man Cam is, he has gone all in on this I'm a star athlete I can dress however the hell I want. I'm good. I'm better than you. And I respect that because I'm very, I'm very self-conscious. Uh, I wear the, pretty much the same stuff. I, I'm not uh, free with my fashion sense in many respects uh, a lot of the time. So look up if you can. Cam Newton, go search social media and find a photo of Cam Newton at the Met Gala. And if you find that, Eddie, you'll, you'll, you'll find out that he's wearing an outfit that looks like Mr. Peanut. He's dressed like Mr. Peanut. At the, have you <laughs> well, seen it? No, I'll, okay. I'm going to check that out right yeah, now. Yeah. That's a good look, though, it's Mr. Peanut. It's a good Peanut. look, right? He's it's got a, the monocle? It's, Please, uh, God, say yes, he has the well, monocle. you got to look at it. you got the, you got the whole thing. you got the hat. He's got the glasses, the whole the whole thing there. So check check that out. It's, it's an interesting look at the, uh, the gala there. 
The oh, that is nice. You found it? Yep. Solid look, right? Does he not resemble Mr. Peanut a little bit? <laughs> Does he? I don't. I don't know if he has the cane, <laughs> but he has the top hat. Right, and, has uh, everyone seen the photo now? Right, Danny G. Your thoughts? No on monocle him? though. Damn it! Just glasses. <laughs> He's got the little glasses. The first though. article <laughs> title I came across when I googled it is Cam Newton is a dapper Willy Wonka. <laughs> 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 you get nothing. All right, better, you lose. better Cam Newton outfit. This or at the uh, concert in Palm Desert last this. week. This, this, this is sure. better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, yep. all right. We all agree. That's uh, not a not a bad look. There. So they raised a lot of money for the Metropolitan Museum of Arts uh, Costume Institute. So that's uh, that's great. All right, Spen Maller show on Fox eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. We got to blow through a bunch of these phone calls. A bad job by us. We got backed up. And uh, we have gone viral. We have gone viral. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show is 79% more enjoyable when you join us on Twitter. It's the backdoor way to be heard on the radio. You can message the Maller Posse by following Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can follow and tweet at our technical producer. He plays all the fine music and most of the funny sound bites on the Ben Maller Show. His first name is Danny. His last name is a mystery to most. But you can follow him at Danny G Radio. Electric yeah. blanket, turn it all the way up and heat her out. Heat her out. Uh, heat, H-E-A-T. <laughs> and now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. You've gone viral. We'll get to that coming up in a moment. But right now, let's go back to the phones, and Jorge is in Arizona on Fox Sports Radio. What's going on, Jorge? Ben Miller. Yes, ben Jorge. Miller, it's so fun to talk to you. Oh, it's an honor to speak to you, Jorge. What's up? Ben Miller, ben Miller I, I, I call you with good news. I like that you're using my full name. That's a sign of respect. And you're also quoting Mark, the full name guy. Oh, you have good news. All right, what's your good news? Well, Ben, ben, Miller, ben Miller, my, my grandmama, she... She taught me the power, the power of dream, Ben Maller. Yeah. And Ben uh, Maller, when I when I have one dream, <laughs> it, it's nothing. But when I have three dreams in a row, Ben Maller, they always come through, Ben Maller. And I had three dreams <laughs> oh, about you. This is very exciting. Okay, I can't wait. All right, yes. Uh, go ahead. Get your little punchline out. Go ahead. No, Ben Maller, there is no punchline. Yeah. There is no punchline, Ben Maller. I, yeah. But I have a question for you. I have a question uh, for you. All right, uh, Jorge, whatever your last name is. Jorge, whatever your last name is. Jorge, whatever your last name is. Go ahead. No, Ben, ben Miller. Ben yes. Miller. Yes. Yes. I, yes. I saw these. I saw these. I saw these baseball. Baseball. <laughs> With a signature on it, Ben Miller. Oh, hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hey, uh, hey, Mark. Mark, the, are you there? Mark, the full name. Well, this guy's stealing your yes, act, Mark. I am. What do you think of this guy, Jorge, stealing I, your I'm act? Stunned that you're allowing him. To call you by your full name, yeah, with me hanging on the phone here. I know you're the you're, the you're the original. Oh, you not make me, me don't make nobody mad. All right, okay. Boy, what a, who is this really? This I don't know. Is that angry? It's not angry. I Bill. Might be angry Bill. is trying to fool people <laughs> that I'm now in, in Arizona and yeah. and yeah. have gone rogue. See, like, Jorge, you got to get to the punchline quicker, Jorge. We've, we're drawing this out way too long. you got to deliver the goods and then hang up. That's a good prank phone call. Oh, no, Ben Miller, this is no prank. <laughs> this is no prank. <laughs> ben Miller, just let me ask you these questions. Yeah. And, and we uh, see, right, hold on. Ben Miller, do, oh, you, I, have, hold on do you have do you have a baseball with the name Zokan on it? 
Yeah, because I, this is the one I saw <laughs> them out in my dreams. Yeah. And you sold this ball for two million dollars for Melo. <laughs> All right, Th- thank you, uh, boy. That was that was uh, not as good as I was hoping for. I was hoping for a good punchline. Thank you, Jorge. Though I, I appreciate it. Oh, no, you do not believe me. I <laughs> apparently no, I don't. Thank you. I mean, get a be quicker, tighter with the prank phone call, right, Mark? You know how these work. Mark? Racist oh. prank phone calls. Oh well, you've been getting it from me for years. <laughs> yeah, Mark actually is part of. Uh, you know, what political party are you? A part of? He actually represents the White House. A lot of people don't know that. I do. Casablanca. Yeah. In D.C., maybe. <laughs> uh, are, are you are you terrible? What the hell's going on here? What has happened? Why is it, I mean, every call's terrible. What happened? I need better phone calls. Can we just do caller free, maybe? No. Uh, are you are you gone, Mark? Is that it? Are we done? No, I'm still here. Hey, Ben Maller, I know you you wish I was gone because you know I'm going to bring up your Clippers losing again. I'm fine with again. that because you care. That's that matters to me. Go, I'm happy. Well, I I kind of feel sorry sorry because you know what they actually are a good team and, and they should. That shouldn't be happening to a team that's that talented. The same as your Dodgers. Four years in a row you win the division and you don't get to the World Series. This should not happen to a team that is. Well, that listen, the Dodgers at least one playoff series, and uh, so I'm okay with that. They're taking the natural progression towards a world championship. And it's, they will get there. This will be the year of the Dodgers. They will, the Nationals will fade it out by the end be. of the summer. The Giants have already been eliminated because you're – Pitcher likes dirt. <laughs> your star pitcher likes they dirt bikes. They are playing bad baseball. They they really are playing bad baseball, and there's no excuse for it. Uh, not against the Dodgers. They seem to play pretty well against the Dodgers. But fortunately, they play more games against the rest of the Major League Baseball teams than the Dodgers, and the Giants don't seem to play well against anybody other than the Dodgers. So That's true. Yeah. Right now, that's true. We shall see. I, I'm not going to promote – the Giants, after living in the Tenderloin for so long, I- I'm kind of disgusted with where they're playing right now, so they have yeah. to earn my respect. It's much more mellow, <laughs> Mark, the full name guy, since you've been in Santa Barbara. You're not as feisty. You're not as fiery as the old Mark, the full name guy. It, you, you've turned over a new leaf since you've gone to Santa Barbara. Well, with you I have, but with Santa Barbara, I, I am the Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> Thank you. There he goes, fading away into oblivion. Uh, the uh, caller, Mark, the full name guy. Uh, all right, El Nino uh, says, does the Blake Griffin-LeBron package include a sports equipment manager to punch in the face? Yes. <laughs> now, you actually, El Nino, will be hired as a punching bag by the Clippers. Eric says, hey, Ben, I live in the Bay Area, and the word around here is that Steve Kerr is done as coach of the Warriors, is there a chance that Doc ends up with the Warriors? Doc Rivers. Uh, Eric, uh, yeah, sure, why not? Uh, if, if, if that's what Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green want, there's certainly a possibility that Doc Rivers ends up there, although the safe bet would be if the Warriors do end up winning the championship this year that they just keep Mike Brown as the coach going forward. And if you look at what has happened in – 
that situation with the Warriors, should they end up getting to the NBA Finals and winning, and what's gone on in Cleveland where no one thinks Ty Lue is all that good a coach, and and then you look at like a guy like Mike D'Antoni who could not do anything right when he had a bag of losers coaching the Knicks and the Lakers, and then he gets a good roster in Houston, and D'Antoni is three wins away from the Western Conference Finals, and you start to realize, like, why, are, why are any of these coaches making a lot of money? Like, what what's the difference here? I, mean, I know that people say, oh, the, the coaches are really matter and all this, and people love to pump up Greg Popovich and say it's different there for the Spurs than other places, and maybe that's true. But if you look at the Golden State Warriors situation and Mike Brown, who failed as coach of the Lakers, and many people said didn't do a good job as coach of the, of the Cavaliers, and now could end up winning a championship, cherry-picking a championship with the Golden State Warriors. All right, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. And we are minutes away from a game show time, Maller's Mountain of Money. So if you would like to play Maller's Mountain of Money, I encourage you to call right now, 877-99 on Fox. There's a golden ticket. We had a lot of golden tickets earlier in the show, people calling up to harass me. And so if you win a golden ticket, you too can have that honor of calling up and harassing me. But, again, 877-99 on Fox. We'll get to that. Also, you've gone viral in 60 seconds. No long commercial break. But first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com and get a free rate quote. And now, back to Ben Maller. Moments away from Maller's Mountain of Money, and if you would like to play 877-99 on Fox. Now, I've been on social media for a while, right? Most of us have. I'm being someone that works plausibly in media. We're not in mainstream media because I'm on when most people are sleeping. And the people, the podcast seems to be doing pretty well when people are awake uh, during the regular hours. But being overnights, we're kind of on the fringes of the media world. But I've been on social media, Twitter, for since 2009. So I've been on there for like eight years on Twitter. And I've had a few things that have gone mildly viral, different tweets that I've sent out, usually sarcastic jabs during the Super Bowl. There was a, a thing I had about uh, T.O. years ago that seemed to make the rounds. And this is only for me. This is like a humble brag for me. You don't really care about this. But I bring this up because it's been very difficult for me to keep track of my Twitter uh, reactions from you guys listening to the show on the live feed because I sent a tweet out earlier which has uh, the most reached the most people ever and it was it was one of those things that I, I, I had no intention of it going anywhere and it was about Colin Kaepernick and uh, I, I was I was during the day I do some grazing like a cow I graze like a cow and I always I, I'm trying to find things to talk about that that are not maybe in the mainstream yet. People haven't hit on some of the other shows. So we can be unique and find things that are not all over the place, do things a little differently. And uh, Colin Kaepernick, I figured the draft ended on Saturday. And it was Monday. I thought for sure that Colin Kaepernick, I had heard he was just waiting for the draft to end and Kaepernick would find a new home. And so I assumed that Colin Kaepernick would find a new home. So I, I searched around to try to find where Colin Kaepernick was going to sign, and I found nothing. No one had any interest in Colin Kaepernick. There were no whispers that Kaepernick was going to go to the Cleveland Browns or the Jets or anybody for that matter. But I did find a story of Colin Kaepernick handing out suits 
in front of a parole office in New York City, in Queens. And so I retweeted this, and surprisingly, I left out a jab. I was going to put a nice jab in there at Kaepernick uh, because there's a photo of him in this this, uh, youth camp's Twitter feed of Kaepernick standing in front of the Queens parole office, and he's holding a suit, and then there appears to be a box, which you assume is filled with suits that he's handing out to parolees at this uh, office in Queens. So I sent this out, and it uh, went all over the place. In fact, it's been retweeted over 17,000 times, and it's reached almost uh, 2 million, 2, 2.5 million people, which is wonderful. The problem is it's filled up my timeline. I can't. I, it's been very difficult to keep track of everything, but these are first-world social media problems to have. So that's the, uh, the issue that I've been dealing with. Uh, but people apparently very very interested in Colin Kaepernick. And the funny thing is a lot of these people – uh, think because I sent that out that I am I'm hoping that Colin Kaepernick finds a job and I, I'm not I'm not uh, uh, part of that camp but people have uh, labeled me as that all right let's get to it here we go let's do it right now yeah. no <laughs> Mallers mountain of money good lord that's a lot of money do you have what it takes to get to the top probably not all right let's do it it's a metal event Mallers mountain of money the May edition not the May Day edition because it's no longer May Day. But the May edition, nonetheless, let's welcome in our contestants from beautiful Mesa, Arizona. We welcome in Pete in Mesa. Hello, Pete. How you doing, Ben? Pete, if I was any better, Pete, I would be a Raptor, but not a Toronto Raptor because they lost their oak. And that's a bad loss by them. Anyway, uh, Pete, what do you do for a living in Mesa? I do landscaping on a golf course. Yeah, how's that going for you? Not too bad. It's going to get hot soon, so it'll get worse in the summertime, but yeah. good right now. Great right now. Good. All right. Very cool. Hold on a sec, Pete. And Jose is next, and he's going to play. Hello, Jose, in Southern California. Hello, Jose. Hello, Ben and crew. What's going on, man? Just hanging out. All right. What are you? Glad to be on. Well, good to have you. What do you do for a living, Jose? I'm a longshoreman. Oh, you're a longshoreman. Very cool. Hmm? That's a, you're, you're way offshore if you're... In Corona. Yeah, it's quite a commute, Yeah, I manage. I got you. I got you. Well, Eddie actually lives right near the docks where you probably yeah, yeah. Your work. You probably drive by Eddie's abode there when you're going, <laughs> when you're going to work. You can wave at Eddie. Uh, all right, very good. And uh, there's Jose, the longshoreman, and Pete in Mesa, Arizona. Pete, you get to pick first. You can partner up with any one of us on the show. Who would you like to partner up with, Pete? I'll go with Eddie Garcia. All right. Eddie has been selected. Excellent choice. Job by you. And, Jose, who would you like to partner up with? I'd like to partner up with Ben Mallard. Oh, it's a good job by you, Jose. And we will uh, make a mockery of Eddie, me and you working together. We'll have great synergy here. And when you drive by Eddie's home, you can flip the bird to him because you'll have beaten him. (laughs) Uh, He'll do it in jealousy of having lost. Yeah, wait for the game there, Mallory. All right, here we go. It is the May edition, Category 1, National Teachers Day, Category 2, Cinco de Mayo, Category 3, Mother's Day, or Category 4, Memorial Day. Mesa, Pete, you are on the line first. You get to choose the first category. Uh, let's go with Mother's Day. All right. Oh, what a mama's boy <laughs> for Pete. Uh, all right, what do you want, Jose? Uh, take uh, Cinco de Mayo. All right, nice. we got that. 
Okay, that means Eddie is going to be first up with 45 seconds on the clock. Don't forget, Pete and Jose, we need the first and last name of these sports figures. Eddie, you and Pete's category is Mother's Day. Let's do it, Pete. These athletes have a lot of babies' mamas to get gifts for. 45 seconds on the clock. You ready? Ready. Go. Boxing's greatest of all time. Uh, money, uh, Floyd Mayweather. No, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Old school. Muhammad Ali. Yes, former Bengals wide receiver. He changed his name to his Spanish Chad jersey Johnson. number. Yes, uh, the Golden Boy out of East L.A. Boxer. Uh, Oscar Hoyer. Yes, uh, former running back for the Rams. Greatest show on turf. Went to San Diego State. Marshall Folk. Yes. Former NBA player for the Sonics, uh, was a big dunker. Yes. For, former NBA player, Grandmama, UNLV. Larry Johnson. Yes. Larry Johnson. Former Jets and Chargers defensive back. He couldn't name his kids' Antonio names. Cromartie. Yes. Oh, nice. Run the table. E- Seven Z. seconds left. That Pete. Was a, uh, that was a piece of cake. Oh, yeah. Delicious cake. Give credit where credit's due. Uh, no credit. Could, strong, everyone could have done Pete, that. Strong. You put the pressure on oh, yes. Jose good, and Ben. The household name of Antonio Cromartie. There is yeah. no yeah. pressure. Ben and Jose are sweating all. it out right now. No. <laughs> Throw down no. the gauntlet. Well, well, because we don't have that scumbag uh, played last week, El Nino. Who, uh, ch- who tanked the game last year. You remember that? Oh, I remember no, that. I remember us, uh, you know, just beating you. It was a tank job. You're terrible. All right. A lose. classic tank job. Oh, Here I'm, sure, I'm sure you'll claim that again when you lose this time. <laughs> Jose and Ben are up. Jose, your category Cinco de Mayo. These athletes all wear or wore number five. 45 seconds on the clock. Big Ben, you ready? All right. You ready, Jose? I'm ready. Go. All right, let's do it. All right. Star for the Angels came over from the Cardinals. Power hitter. Slug- um... Slugger for the Angels. Uh, for, former first baseman. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, no more. No more Garcia Park. Yeah, no, that's completely wrong. Uh, <laughs> let's move on. Uh, star, former Celtic and Timberwolf, nicknamed the Big Ticket. Kevin Garnett. That is correct. Uh, Ravens quarterback right now won the Super Bowl back in 2012. Starting quarterback for the Ravens out of Delaware. Uh, Jay Flacco. Say it again. First name's di- different. Say the first John, name. John. No, you're still wrong. Keep going. Very close. Yes. <laughs> All right. uh, for, former, you're wrong again. You suck at this. A former Eagles quarterback uh, went to the Super Bowl, lost, threw up on the field. Oh. Oh. Jose, do you oh. do you ever watch sports? Or you, what's uh, what's yes, going on? I with do, you? you I do. do. All right. You just don't remember much. All right, that's fine. I mean, these. You were looking for Joe. It's Joe Flacco. I mean, who wouldn't know a starting quarterback who's been to the Super Bowl? Those people aren't very well known. I, Completely understand. Oh, and that. Albert Pujols at the top. Also, right. not a household name. He's, he's not in the major hey, leagues uh, anymore. Hey, Coop, what's the score? Uh, that would be three hundred and forty to twenty. Yet again, Koopa Loop has outdone himself with the selection yes, of blame game everyone show but yourself. Oh, no, I think that's uh, no. I'm not. I'm praising. Oh, Coop. oh I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're great. I, I, <laughs> uh, I think you're doing a great job, Coop. I think you know the job of a producer is to provide uh, two fair contestants, yes, uh-huh. and I think you've done a hell of a job. Pete, doesn't it feel think, good to make Ben yes, so there always aggravated? Has to be a it loser, absolutely ben. does. That's yeah, the thing about wonderful. these game shows is that somebody is going to lose. I know. It's, it's just very, unfortunate that it's most amazing. often it's you. It's amazing how how competitive these games are. Never. No, Coop, Coop's really good at picking Guys, games. Okay. Oh, but, when, but when you win, I, it, there's I, no problem at fact, all. In fact, I think the people at Jeopardy are going to steal Coop away because he's so good at picking contestants. No, I think I that Alex it. Trebek's going to hire him because oh, he's such, like a, such a great idea on how to select game show contestants. All right, Jose, I want you to go study up, go read some sports names, and uh, we'll have the conclusion 
of Maller's Mountain of Money. We'll do that. We'll do it next. A night without the Ben Maller show is like a daytime listening to one of those cookie-cutter radio programs. We're different. Join our community on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Let's well, back to Mather's Mountain of Money. Jose has thrown in the towel. My man Jose said, no moss. I'm out of here. I'm done. I'm. I, I, we we could have kept playing, Jose, but he wanted no more. He's going to go uh, look at Albert Pujols' stats. Well, on, you berated him so much. I'm. No, I was pretty much directing my uh, energy at you. I thought you did a great job picking Jose. That He didn't know who Joe Flacco was or Albert Pujols or Kevin Garnett. He was close on the Flacco thing. Yeah, yeah. I'll give him credit. Absolutely. All right, well, let's get back to Jim. it. Well, we, ha- we have our bench uh, with Jason in Ottawa from the bench. Are you there, Jason? I'm here. All right. Sounds excited, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. All right, Jason. He knows what he's up against. Pinch hitting here. You get to choose either National Teachers Day or Memorial Day. Uh, I'll go with Memorial Day. Memorial Day. All right. All right here we go. Let's do this. Here we go. These sports figures all served in the military. All right, need the first and the last name, 45. That would be the U.S. military, Jason. Yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> Good job pointing that out. <laughs> 40, for clarity. 45 seconds on the clock. You ready, Big Ben? Yeah. And go. All right, number 42 for the Dodgers. His number's retired everywhere. Jackie Robinson. That is correct. The Admiral for the Spurs in the 90s. David Robinson. That is correct. The Wizard of Westwood. UCLA Bruins head coach in the 60s and 70s. Uh, I don't know his name. All right, pass. The Say Hey Kid baseball legend for the Giants. Uh, Willie Mays. That is correct. Uh, quarterback for the Cowboys in the 70s. Uh, play, uh, play, Roger Staubach. That is accurate. Uh, Cardinal safety in the 90s. Uh, went to military. That is correct. Uh, boxer from the 1950s. Undefeated career. The Broxton Block. Bam, that's right. Let's go back uh, to the Wizard of Westwood. Uh, uh, UCLA no idea, coach. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the guy would sell the records. I don't know You see fried chicken down the street <laughs> when he was 95 years old. And, he did? Uh, yeah, we saw him at some restaurants around here before oh, he passed out. Nice. John, I saw him, too. You, you yeah. were looking for John Wood in there. Yeah, John nice. Wood. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. The great thing about living to be 95 or so is that you can eat whatever you want. There's no long-term health uh, detractors when you're that old. All right, what, right What's well, the score, Coop? The unfortunate news is even with that strong showing, the total score that you have is 330, which is yeah. below the you see, table running. But, wow. but, but, Coop, you see what happens when you get a good contestant on, two good contestants, you get a competitive game. That's a lesson for you. If I would have you. put Jason on, you would have complained that I put him on the people that play the games too much. So. Well, no, I mean, it's a lesson, though, that you should put people on that are competitive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pete, congratulations. You have won a golden ticket, my friend. All right, so there you go. Because I've got a golden ticket. I got a golden ticket. At some point, Coop will put the guys on that will have two competitive contests. I, I still think we need to change this game to Garcia's Mountain of Money because clearly I'm much better at this game than you. But I would agree that you, uh, you and Coop have been very good at this, have been able to rig it where there's one com- competent contestant and you seem to be matched up with that person and then the other contestant, which sucks, gets matched up with me. And I, I know this is fun for you guys. You enjoy it. And that's well, I love beating you in these games, yes. I know you do. But you're not really beating me. It's, no, no, I really am. <laughs> really the, am a the lot. Guy, the guy didn't know. He, he lives in Southern California and couldn't give us Albert Pujols' name. You think that's a legit win? No, it's not. A belligerent, cantankerous scene at Fenway Park in baseball as the Red Sox and Orioles played a random 
game on the first day of May, and it is a game that will be talked about for many days to come because of the crowd at Fenway Park and claims of racial slurs being thrown against the Orioles. We'll talk about that. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com. Get yourself a free rate quote. Uh, we begin before we get to that uh, story in baseball, which is got a lot of people talking. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers get to the NBA real quick. Cleveland wins in rather boring fashion, one sixteen to one hundred five. The Cavaliers jumped out to an early lead and then played keep away from the Toronto Raptors, and they win with ease. This is something the Toronto Raptors are used to. They are now one in twelve in franchise history in Game One of any playoff series. And it certainly seems like the Cavaliers will be able to toy with the Toronto Raptors in this series. Doesn't mean they're going to win in four games. I don't think the Raptors are going to roll over, but it certainly seems illogical to predict that the Raptors are going to win four out of seven. That seems unrealistic to say. Looking at the matchup now, if LeBron James were to get hurt, obviously that is a change of script, a rewrite situation. If Kevin Love has a bad knee and he was – shaken up a little bit during this game, or Kyrie Irving finds out the world is round and needs to see a therapist, then that changes everything. But certainly game one went as many had projected in that particular series. Game one did not go the way that many people projected in the Alamo City. The Spurs were a six-point favorite at home against the Rockets, lost the game by 27. The Rockets covered the point spread by 33 points uh, in a road lid lifter in the conference semifinals in the Alamo City, gunning with 22 three-point shots made uh, all over the place. Game two of that series is on Wednesday. A lackadaisical, blah approach by the San Antonio Spurs. Did the Rockets play good basketball? Yes. Do the Rockets make 22 three-point shots if the Spurs are playing effective defense? Absolutely not. Absolutely. Absolutely not. The Rockets starters outscored the Spurs frontline players 77 to 44 in the first three quarters. So that's your NBA story. And the games will continue on a random Tuesday night. The Celtics trying to avoid falling behind 16 to nothing at the start of game two. They won anyway in game one, but the Celtics will be hosting the Wizards and then the Warriors. The lid lifter for Golden State at home. Good news, boys. Good nightlife in the Bay Area. You're not in Salt Lake City. The Warriors hosting the Jazz in game one. Golden State's 13.5-point favorites in that game. And the, the Celtics, if you're curious, are 5.5-point favorites on the parquet in Boston. Now, speaking of Boston, uh, we have a controversial situation at Fenway Park. My uh, buddies in Boston radio are going to have a field day talking about what happened between the Orioles and the Red Sox last night. Adam Jones, who made headlines last year, uh, commenting that he believes that uh, baseball was a white man's sport. Those are comments that Adam Jones said to the Orioles last year, where Jones, uh, this time, claiming that he 
has been the victim of racial slurs on a, a raucous night at Fenway Park. Jones saying that he heard that 50 to 60 ejections took place at Fenway. The Red Sox claim that there were fewer than 30 ejections, which is still a fair amount for a random Monday night game. This is a continuation. I guess the fans are continuing. Nothing happened on the field between the Orioles and Red Sox, what happened at Camden Yards last week uh, when uh, Manny Machado and Dustin Pedroia got into it, and Pedroia said, hey, don't blame me. It's not my fault. I didn't tell him to throw it. Yeah, that whole situation continuing on. And so Adam Jones said that a person, a disrespectful person, threw a bag of peanuts at him, and he got called the N-word a handful of times. Now, that's a very serious charge, and it needs to be backed up with proof. Now, uh, Adam Jones is saying this, and he repeated it a couple of times after the game, that people resorted to those type of uh, statements to degrade him, and he he mentioned that. He got very upset, as you would expect, but we've heard this from time to time. There were, what, 30,000, 40,000 people, something like that, at Fenway Park. I don't know the exact attendance last night uh, on a Monday night for the Orioles and Red Sox. These are very serious charges. You would think that if multiple times this was said to Adam Jones, that someone has it on a cell phone camera. So I I would hope that that would come out because, again, this is a very serious thing to say. I'm not saying that Adam Jones is lying, but I would like to see more more proof. If it happened on a regular basis uh, during that game, I would think that someone would have been an eyewitness to that and would have witnessed that with their cell phone camera and documented it, and that will pop up. And, and maybe it's already on the Internet, and I haven't seen it yet. And if you if you have a link to that, let me know so I can check that out. I believe Adam Jones plays center field also for the Orioles, which is generally an area which is shielded from fan interaction. Now, if you're playing first base or catcher, third base, or even right or left field, you're a little closer to uh, the uh, the noise of fans insulting you. But generally in center field, uh, I- unless you have really good hearing, you can't hear the people on the, the, the left field or right field line. There are obviously stands. If you know how Fenway Park is designed, uh, there are certainly stands in center field, and there are people sitting on the Green Monster. But I think this needs to uh, be investigated further to find out if this is being embellished at all or if there's something to this. I mean, Boston's reputation uh, as being you know, a racist town and all that has been legendary. Uh, and you know, they, they, people from Boston, my friends from Boston, always uh, remind me that that is ancient history, that this is not what Boston is now. I have a lot of friends in Boston that love that city, and they tell me that these are – uh, one of those things where the legend becomes the fact, you go with the legend. And at one time, yes, Boston had a lot of problems, but it's no different now, my friends in Boston tell me, than any other city, that there are racial problems uh, a lot of places, but Boston gets tagged as being more racist than other places. So I'd like to see this investigated more to find out exactly if, it's, if it is true what Adam Jones is saying, everything, and not being embellished uh, somewhat. All right, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Now, another story caught my attention in baseball, and it involves Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge. Now, Aaron Judge landed on my radar a couple weeks ago. Aaron Judge, the Yankees outfielder, has been hitting mammoth home runs. 
monster home runs the first month of the baseball season. In fact, he had 10 home runs to lead the American League in the month of April. And that inspired me to pick him quite often on the MLB pick him that we do. And that also led to Danny G stealing that pick in today's MLB pick him. You heard earlier using my good research and then saying, well, I want to cherry pick what Mallory's doing. I want to take Aaron Judge, which is fine. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. You know, I come up with the, I do the heavy lifting and you guys, you steal my work. I'm okay with that. So that inspired Aaron Judge's play, some serious hero worship from the Yankees manager. Now, I don't know if you heard about this, but Joe Girardi compared Aaron Judge to Derek Jeter. And I wanted to talk about this because Joe Girardi very uncomfortably slobbered all over Aaron Judge in a series of cliches, buzzwords, and catchphrases stolen right off sportscliche.com. Joe Girardi, among other things, said he, he wanted to praise Aaron Judge for his smile, his love of the game, always doing the right thing on and off the field, having a presence about him, playing the game to win all the time. These are all things that Girardi said. So I've got a question here, and the question is very simple. Do you agree or disagree with Joe Girardi's comparison of Derek Jeter and Aaron Judge? Now, I disagree with this, but I disagree for different reasons. I disagree because if I'm the New York Yankees, I need and demand that Aaron Judge be better than Derek Jeter. I think you need to get more out of him, and I think that's very realistic. The reason it's realistic, and I'll start with this, Derek Jeter was overrated. I don't need to go down that road again. He spent 20 years in the major leagues, and only three offensive categories did Derek Jeter lead in. Run scored one time. And it hits twice. Uh, so he was a highly overrated ball player during the course of his career. And if you're the Yankees, you don't want that player. You want a better player. Jeter never won an MVP award. Uh, finished second one time. Alex Rodriguez was a much better shortstop in that era. You could even make a compelling argument that Nomar Garciaparra, who won a couple of batting titles with the Red Sox, was a more impactful hitter in his run. I think he spent like nine years, nine, ten years with the Red Sox in that stretch. So Jeter was overrated. It's a a product of the uniform. If I'm the Yankees, I need to get a whole lot more, a whole lot more out of Aaron Judge, right? In addition, the, the, the Bronx Bombers should require that Aaron Judge be the alpha dog. Judge needs to use that what appears to be Paul Bunyan like power, and lead the Yankees out of the abyss. Now, they've had a good month of baseball, but one good month of baseball does not mean a glorious career. The Yankees have had plenty of players over the years that have gotten off to good starts and then slipped on the banana peel and have never been heard from again. So the the baseball season, we know the setup. If you're a baseball fan, you know as well as I do that a good one month is nice, but the war of attrition kicks in. The, the dog days of summer, the, the brutal weather, the heat, the humidity, which you deal with, which is part of the gig, and then it turns cold again, you've got a good six months to be at the top of your game, and then you've got to get through the postseason in October. Derek Jeter was a supporting actor. Aaron Judge has to be a leading man uh, for, the, for the New York Yankees, and 
the last thing here, the, the hope would be that Judge also has more of a personality publicly than Derek Jeter. Jeter was dull and boring, still is dull and boring, uh, even in retirement. Uh, he hasn't loosened up now that he's no longer playing. He doesn't have to worry about his words. Uh, Aaron Judge can be and should be the focal point of the New York Yankees, but he can do that by being you know, spicy and peppery with reporters, having fun with the, the media and the fans. It is possible, but no, you should demand more. If Aaron Judge plays 20 years and only leads the Yankees in three offensive categories, that is a failed career. It is. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox, Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Garcia is alongside as we yap the night away here on Fox Sports. Right now into the morning for early morning. This is our, our morning drive hour. Be on your best behavior this hour, Eddie. This is prime morning, early morning drive. I'm always on my best behavior. I don't know what you're talking about. You sure about that? You positive about that? Very yeah. much so, yeah. yes. All right, very exciting. Is uh, Aaron Judge is like 6'7", something yes, like that? Yes, he's a gigantic. Reminds you a little bit of Adam Dunn, a similar size, but uh, obviously a different, different ball player. And you figure he'll fill out. He he weighs, what do they say? He weighs like 270, 280, something like that. Now. Wow, really? He's pretty, well, he's thin, though. He's 6'7". He, he's yeah, six, he looks seven, That's like uh, you know, an offensive a, lineman running around out there or something. Yeah, he's. Came out of not didn't come out of nowhere, but he's he's actually been pretty good for the first uh, first month of the baseball season. Joe Girardi, uh, every day these guys have to talk. You got to come up with something. I give Girardi credit because I'm sure that was all over the tabloids that he compared him to Jeter. But Jeter was again only three offensive categories. Never led the league in hits. He was a singles hitter for a lot of his his run with the the New York Yankees. Just happened. Was that was it, was he saying that though? More of like. Potential leadership and uh, oh, you know, his yeah. will to win and all those, uh, all those cliches. Yes, all those cliches he was throwing out there. But I'm adding to that production because I like production. Uh, all those cliches and buzzwords and the platitudes which Girardi threw out are nice, but I also like 45 home runs and 120 RBIs. I like that. Uh, I like that, that, you know, 50 doubles. I like that also. Those are all good things, right? Those what about, are what things- about defense? Jeter uh, G- was a terrible defensive player. I would hope that Aaron Judge is a better defensive. What'd you go? What? Why would you I, say? I don't what? know. I, I I seem to remember a ton of amazing Derek Jeter highlight defensive plays in, throughout his career. Derek Jeter had terrible range. You ask anyone that knows anything about baseball, and they will tell you that Derek Jeter was a bad defensive shortstop. He won some Gold Gloves I because of that, reputation. I, I doubt that if you asked anybody that that's what. Well, they anyone would that say. knows baseball. <laughs> Why the laugh? Why the snide laugh? Well, anyone why who, is this, why anyone is this who rev- agrees with why, you why, is basically, they know baseball. Why, but if you don't agree with you, then they don't know baseball. So I make a a good point that I can back up, and I'm the bad guy? The fi- how am the I the five, bad how guy? How did you back it up? The five gold gloves, that, that backs up your statement? Go by defensive range rating, if you want. <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs> oh, because it, uh, it doesn't fit your argument. No, because so it, it does matter. fit yours. Because it's accurate. I watched Jeter play. He was anything. He anything outside of his comfort zone. He never made the unbelievable play. He never. He, there were uh, ten shortstops better defensively than Derek Jeter. Why is this so hard to grasp? Ten. Yes. But, but you were just talking about how baseball has been played since like the 1800s. So if he's... I'm just talking about when he played. If you want to go all time, probably hundreds. Oh come on. Coop is such a fanboy. I love Coop. 
He I, just buys the hype. Anyone who disagrees guys. with Ben is uh, uninformed Coop. and a fanboy. Coop is just like, I, I grew up watching Derek Jeter. Do not say anything that might be true that not, does not fit the narrative. Do you want it, me to- it doesn't fit your narrative. You're, you're bringing up some ridiculous, what was that, defensive fielding something or other? Because that fits what you're trying well, to say. I, but I, if I, I bring up how Mike Trout has the best war of anybody in baseball for the, in his, you know, every year in his career, you Listen, know, well, cool. well, that's a ridiculous Now You want to talk about cool. you know, you, weird I, I'm not. Statistics. I don't care about your opinion. Listen, you think Jeter's great. I watched him play. I know he wasn't very good. But if you think he's great, that's fine. You can think he was good defensively. I watched he him wasn't. Play too. He was terrible defensively as far as his range was concerned, but that's fine. We disagree. I, I watched him play. I know the truth from watching him play, and people around baseball knew the truth also. All right, it is the Ben Mather Show on Fox, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. It appears the Mets have their fall guy. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show has been called the most unique show on sports radio, but we need your help with our guerrilla marketing campaign. Use your social media pages to show your support for the Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. I went back to the archives. I looked at some of the things they said about Derek Jeter's defense when he played, and it was very amusing. Uh, There was a story on Yahoo back when Yahoo was a relevant website when people used to go there to get sports about Jeter winning a gold glove. Uh, This goes back to 2010, and they pointed out that by one measure, Jeter was the worst out of 59 shortstops ranked defensively, and uh, they said what a joke it was. He won an undeserved gold glove, but my producer seemed outraged uh, that I would point that out. Oh, going going back to 2010, huh? Right right in the prime of his career? Not uh, a few years before he retired. Yeah. Well, pick any year if you want. I, I, go ahead. He's, he wasn't a good – it's okay, Coop, to admit he wasn't a good defensive player. Why is that so hard to grasp? I don't understand. Because he won five awards for being a good defensive player? Be- because he happened to be part of the New York hype machine right. and people like you saw the highlights. All right, he makes one good play a week. Let's uh, let's go to that. He's a gold, a gold glove shortstop. Let's go to Helmet Man, who's on Fox Sports Radio, legendary Helmet Man, wearing his Oriole batting helmet right now. Before you go, what you think about the Wizards? No, nah, I don't want to talk about Am I actually on the lie there? Ah, yes, the great Helmet Man. He's got his eight tracks. He's got his VHS tapes. He's ready to go. What do you think about the Ravens? Oh, thank God we got that one, too. We got a Ravens drop now. We've got the trifecta. We got the Wizards. We got the Orioles. We have the Ravens. Oh, no. We got the full Helmet helmet Man package is what we've got. Well, what do you think about the Capitals? <laughs> now you gotta, see, you're just doing that to suck up to Eddie is what you're doing. I'm on to you now. Puck oh, the man. World Report coming up. Oh, see, look at Eddie. He's desperately trying to get a Puck the World Report. Yeah, how about the draft pick? Well, which, was it which, good this year? Name one. Go ahead. Oh, I don't know. I, I wasn't really keeping up with it. Yeah, no, I know. I understand that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I still look <laughs> at that picture that we took, you know, outside of uh, L.A. Live. I still I still visit the photos. You haven't gotten the, the photos on Twitter of me and you if you go to my, my uh, section with no, all the photos. No, I fo- saw it. I went there. Oh, you did? All right. Well, you just save it then. You can keep it. Be like you put it on a wall there. It's great. 
Oh, yeah, because I'm supposed to come through the area in a month because I'm supposed to go down to that Goodwill down there. <laughs> All right, yes, of course. Are you going to stop by and visit us, Helmet Man? Are you going to visit? Yeah, because uh, uh, it's, a, it's a vintage store I go to. There's uh, okay. two in one block. It's yeah, uh, yeah. Iguana's Vintage Store and the American Vintage Store. This, today yeah. I got two jerseys. I got a, a yeah. Richmond 23 Golden State jersey. Oh, Mitch Richmond is relevant. Yes. All right. What else? Yeah, and I got a Saints game uniform. Uh, number two, Brooks. Bro, Aaron, Aaron Brooks, Brooks yeah. one of the great Saints quarterbacks of all oh, time. Oh, I was tell Eddie uh, is one that they got that. Uh, well, I, well, I got it at first, but I treated it. They have a, a Woodson game uniform, number twenty six. Pittsburgh. Oh, Rod Woodson, oh, Hall yeah. of Famer. It's a good move on your part. I love that Helmet Man has the radio cranked all the way up. That's a, yeah, you've been no, calling no. me for 20 years, and you still have the radio cranked all the way up. I love that about you, Helmet Man. Yeah, what do you think about the oil? <laughs> 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 yeah, right, we well, in first place. Uh, we in first yes. place. Yes. Any celebrity sightings, Helmet Man? Helmet Man's out there amongst the people. He hangs out. Oh, and- yesterday down at the Clipper game outside, I was talking to uh, Edmund Babyface. Uh, help but me out on this. Who? The R and B singer, producer, writer, baby face. Oh, baby face. He had a he had a credit card. He didn't have a cash, but his son <laughs> looked in his wallet. He only had two two dollars in his wallet. His wow. son is a basketball player. But isn't baby face almost sixty now? He's, is does he still have a baby face? Well, it seems like he aged. He still looks yeah. the same way that he aged. Oh, okay, he aged. Yeah, well, it happens to all of us. I understand that. It's the beauty. He was out of uh, valet uh, parking. Valet parking, sure. Yeah, where you... Uh, yeah. I don't trust then, the valet. I don't like valet parking. Oh, guess who was else out there? Okay. Julian Jones of the Falcons. People was all over him. Julio Jones. Okay. Yeah, Julio oh, Jones. Okay, all right. Did he give you any money? Uh, no, Tom Lopez. He spent a hundred bucks on me. He 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 he, he uh, nice. got together his girls that was coming out, and uh, like a harem of women. They spent a hundred and twenty dollars on me. Nice. Look at that. Hooking up the helmet man. But you never come in that area, Ben. You never no, come I don't, in that. I don't go. <laughs> no, you you saw you know that area that I came to. That's the area that I usually walk through. So, oh, uh, who's yeah. the guy oh, with the go. squeaky chair? The squeaky chair that used to call Lee's show. He said I, the man I, I, with I the squeaky chair. I don't remember chair. Lee Klein's callers from 15, 20 years ago. I don't remember. No, but he is just a, call, it's a guy used to uh, right. call the show, the man right. with the squeaky chair. I have no idea who that is. I don't oh, know. Oh, he never called your show. No, I don't I, have any squeaky chairs here. We have oil. Guy. All right, I got to go. Thank you, Helmet. We'll see you tomorrow. Top of the morning. Top, Top of the morning to you. <laughs> oh, there he goes, the legendary Helmet Man. I'm actually on the live air. Can we talk about the... Wizards and the Redskins and the – oh, no, not oh, he the does, Redskins. He doesn't no, have the Redskins, no. No. He's Baltimore. But he likes the Capitals because there's no hockey team in, in uh, Baltimore, of course. Professional, NHL team. All right, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We are moments away from – well, this is really exciting. You are in for a treat. Who is going to be sight the bite this week? Sports Radio's greatest mystery. We'll get to that in 60 seconds, the Mets get their fall guy. We've got that as well. All of it in 60 seconds. No long commercial break. But first, let's find out what's trending.
The Ben Malver Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com and get a free rate quote. And now here's Ben Maller. We will have Sight the Bite coming up in a moment. Right now, though, we say hello to Dick in Dayton, who's on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Dick. How are you? Top of the morning to you, Dick and Dayton. Top of the morning. Oh, Ben, yeah. I'm telling you, those right. Cavaliers, I don't think they can be stopped. Yeah. Well, uh, not until the finals. They're good for now, right? They look yeah, really... They're good for now, yeah. but it's just, boy, they just keep going with that LeBron and Kyrie. Yeah. Wow. Did you watch the game last night? Well, you know, I, I had band, and I had uh, – I listened to it with Jim and uh, – uh, John, John, know, Jimmy, John, coming home. Who you know, the Jimmys and, and Johnnies and uh, yeah, I got you. I understand. I understand. Uh, uh, I, so you I, heard I'm, a little I'm bit. For it. And you know, yeah. one thing we can think. I think the Browns got some darn good draft picks, Ben and Eddie. You do. You're excited about the Browns draft. Okay. Did you watch the draft? Yes, I did. You did watch the draft. All right. And and the... I like the guy from Notre Dame. I really think he's going to be there, you know. To, oh, Deshaun to Kaiser is his name, right? Oh, yeah, right, John yeah. Kaiser was it, – it, it's great. Yeah. You, you Now, you approve of, of Kaiser. What about the first pick? I liked it. What's his name again? The guy with Myrus the – Garrett, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah. All right, so he was the first – just as long as you're close, that's all we care about. And he's a defensive end, and he, he'll be – you'll be pulling for him. Now, do you think he'll hire the Kettering Banjo Society? Never know. Could happen, never right? Never know. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you what there it is. There's the Kettering Banjo Society. And and you've got a gig coming up. Is that accurate? Yes. Yeah, where's it at again? The Clifton Opera House. Everyone go down to the Clifton Opera House and say hi to our friend Dick and Dayton. All the Maller militia need to go down there and give Dick and Dayton and all the guys in the Kettering Banjo Society uh, some love. Are there any women in the Kettering Banjo Society? Yeah, there was. Uh, we have one of the top singers. She she yeah. graduated from uh, Indiana. She's she does a lot of Patsy Cline. Sure. And then we've got uh, uh, ukulele player. She's uh, just came back from Florida. Her husband and her play sort of in a bluegrass group. And I just wanted to tell you, Ben, I found another little group. It, it uh, they called me on the radio, and uh, it's sort of bluegrass and country and. Uh, a lot of people knew me there, and I got up and sang. Ben. Oh, you did! Oh, that's good. We want you to sing for us, though. We need you to sing for us. You know. Oh, really? Yeah. Not well, you know. How about, how about play the jack to that mail train comes back? I'm rolling my sweet baby's arms. I said, rolling my sweet baby's arms. Oh yeah, rolling my sweet baby's arms. Lay around the shack till the mail train comes back. Rowan, my safe baby's arm to Ben Maller and Eddie and the listening audience of Fox Sports. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Who cares about you Thank guys? You. It's all about me and Eddie. All right, great job by you, Dick and Dayton. We'll play that for the next 20 years. Congratulations. All right. Yeah, have a great day, all right. Ben. All right, bye-bye. You too. There he goes. Uh, I want to be just like Dick and Dayton. I do. I want to go through life with the joy and the love that Dick and Dayton has. I think that wouldn't life be more fun like that? No, seriously. I know it's Monday. People are or not Monday. It's Tuesday. Now people are driving around and doing their thing. And they're kind of like, uh, you know, grinding through, but Dick and Dayton, he's got joy in his heart. Is, isn't that fun? All right, let's get That's to it. Nice. Yes. All right, here we go. Let's it's time now to 
Sight the Bite, where we play random generic sound bites. You know, inane sports and entertainment cliches spoken by so-called experts. And you try to tell us who's doing the talking. All right, let's do it. Here we go. It is Sight the Bite, the great sports radio mystery. It's someone from the world of sports, a coach, a player, or a prominent media figure, or front office executive that said something from the last seven to ten days, and we start out with no clues at all. You just have to listen closely and see if you can figure it out. Let's find out who's this week's uh, voice. Here we go. That's our mindset. That's our mindset. That's our mindset. Who is it? Do you know the answer? That's our mindset. Only eight callers get to take part in this. So if you want to take a spin of the roulette wheel and give it a shot, call right now, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. All right, here we go. And before we do that, though, I will say that of all the people that will call up, I had uh, a good time in Las Vegas. It took a long time to get home, though. It took like five hours to get back, so... A lot of traffic from Vegas to L.A., the suburbs of L.A. So uh, I will go with caller number five, Eddie. Well, Ben, the one category we didn't get to in Mallor's Mountain of Money was Cinco de Mayo, uh, athletes uh-huh. who wore or wear number five. No, we got to that. Uh, and because – oh, we did get to that, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. Well, in honor, of that, in honor of that category, I'm yeah. going to go with caller number or, uh, number five. <laughs> you butchered that. Yeah, I did. I really did. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say I was proud of you guys too, Eddie. You ruined it. As you know, Big Ben, I'm very scientific when it comes to this game. Yeah. And uh, Saturday was at Dodger Stadium, saw a terrific win over the Phillies. I, I benefited from that. Uh, oh, that's right. You yeah. had some uh, some skin in that game, it. huh? Yeah, a little bit. Corey Seager, he wears number five, Ben. Uh-huh. He waved to me in the stands. He did. He waved to me. Yep. So because no one of else Corey other Seager, than you. Yeah. No, nope, just yeah. me. Because of that, caller five is definitely going to be the big winner. Okay, caller number five, Doug Coop. Ben, the Clippers have held a playoff series lead yeah. and lost the series yeah. uh-huh. for five consecutive years. And you've had five consecutive pieces of cake. So I'm going to go with caller number five. You've eaten all the cake that was for five people. I only had one slice. Yeah. And you're going to take the other cake home, yes? Um, oh, yeah. If that's an option. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting to see if there was any, you know, any ill effects yeah. from, from Coop eating it. Oh, it's fine. My I, wife, I, he's, I, my, he's my uh, food I'm, taste I'm pretty tester. Sure, I'm pretty sure Ben's wife mixed the sugary frosting with more sugar. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there oh, is Ben's so wa- much Ben's sugar. wife is great. I'm worried yeah. about what Ben did to the no, cake to give cake. it to Laker well, fans. It, it, Coop, if you ever came to Ben's house, you could get the quesadilla <laughs> with extra cheese. <laughs> All right. Stop, please. All right. Uh, let's get to it, sight the bite. I got to go quick here, and only eight callers. So if you get a busy signal, call right back. We'll start out with a man who's terrible at these games, El Nino, batting leadoff. Big Ben, I'd recognize that voice anywhere. Is it the worst clue giver in the history of Mallory's Mountain of Money and the biggest crybaby in sports radio game show history? Eddie Garcia. Is it ben Eddie Garcia? Moore. Is it Eddie Garcia? Ben Is it Eddie Garcia? My name's not Mauler. Go to hell, Bill, Bill Miller. Miller. Go to hell, Bill right. Miller. Go, the man, Coop. go rig some other game shows, please. Hang up. Uh, no. Let's go to Joe in St. Paul. There's a golden ticket on the line, Joe. Is it Minneapolis legend 
Howard and James, praise <laughs> Jesus, praise <laughs> Mary. Uh, uh, oh, I missed that guy. Is it hollering, James? No. I've been on K-Fan a while now, and I love the guys from K-Fan. You guys have been wonderful, been very loyal to the show, but no one can quite match hollering James. <laughs> no one has gotten to that level. Uh, sorry. Uh, no. All right. First clue. Not hollering James, not Eddie Garcia or me. Uh, his father is an Olympic gold medal and silver medalist in the triple jump. That's our mindset. That'll do nothing for you. Let's go to retired trucker Wayne, who's going to give it a swing. Hello, Wayne. Hey, good morning, guys. Hi, Wayne. Um, that would be uh, former left-winger number 10 for the Philadelphia Flyers, John LeClaire. John LeClaire. Is it John LeClaire? Remember him with the Canadians when he destroyed the Kings in the Stanley Cup final. But no, that's not John LeClaire. Uh, let's see here. Caller number four. And that would be Steve-O in Utah. Steve-O, you are caller number four. Uh, I was going to say LeBron James. You're going to go with LeBron James. <laughs> and I love that you're going to stick with that, even though you know it's completely wrong. Is it LeBron James? Yay. No. But thanks for playing, Steve-O. We have a nice parting gift for you. So it is not LeBron James, John LeClaire, hollering James, or me. Time for another clue. Here we go. This person is one of only three players to have won the NBA Sportsmanship Award multiple times. That's our mindset. Let's see. Will anyone get this right? Caller they number. Have a sportsmanship Award in the NBA? I Apparently so. I was unaware. Caller number five, Barry in Indianapolis for the win, Barry. <laughs> the president of Delta Airlines. Is it the president of Delta Airlines for the win? Doggone it. Oh, you were so close. Just knew I had it. Yeah. All right. Thank you. The terrible number five. Bad job by you picking number oh, five. No. I blame we suck again. Eddie, Danny G, and Coop for cheating on my work. Caller number six now on site to bite, and that is Steve in Iowa. Hello, Steve. What's up? Hi, Steve. Do you know the answer, bud? I think the answer is Kirby Puckett. Is that the great Kirby Puckett? No. But thank you. Not Kirby Puckett, not the president of Delta Airlines, LeBron James, John LeClaire, hollering James, or me. Time for another clue. Has... Never. Actually, we got to do one more, right? Do one more, then we do another. God forbid we break the format. That would ruin everything. Nick is in Richmond. Hello, Nick. You're caller seven, Nick. Is it Andre Iguodala? Andre Iguodala. Is it Andre Iguodala? Wrong. No. But at least you were in the right area, I guess. All right, this person, another clue, has never received a technical foul in his NBA career. Had one overturned in 2014. That's our mindset. It's not Andre Iguodala, Kirby Puckett, president of Delta Airlines, LeBron James, John LeClaire, hollering James, or me, caller number eight. Caller number eight. He, uh, this person also owns the record for the largest contract in NBA history, and let's see here, Sammy in South Carolina. Hurry up, Sammy. 
Is that Mike Conley? Is that Mike Conley? That's the winner! That is a winner, Mike Conley of the Memphis Grizzlies. You got the win, Sammy! Wonderful, wonderful. Congratulations, buddy. We're up against it. Hold on a sec. You're the winner. We'll have Puck the World. You get a golden ticket. Puck the World with Eddie Garcia. We'll get to that next. There's a whirlwind of excitement going on around our show Reddit page. Search for our subreddit, Ben Maller Show, and get the latest authentic listener-generated content about the Maller Militia. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Big controversy about uh, Thor, Noah Syndergaard with the Mets. Well, should he have pitched, should he have not pitched? The Mets GM is taking the bullet on this one. He's the fall guy. Sandy Alderson says, it's my fault, it's my fault, I'm the guy. Uh, Eddie Garcia is the guy right now as we puck the world. Oh, Ben, the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs is underway in the Eastern Conference. The Capitals and Penguins series got a whole lot interesting. Pittsburgh holding a 2-1 series lead, and the road teams won every game so far in the series. But in the last win, last night by Washington, Pittsburgh MVP candidate Sidney Crosby knocked out of the game after being hit in the head. Status is unknown going forward, so that's not uh, just a huge story as far as them winning the series. But in their chances of repeating as Stanley Cup champs, will Sidney Crosby be able to play or not? Rangers and Senators, Ottawa with a 2-0 series lead after winning the first two games on home ice. In that second game, Jean-Gabriel Peugeot had a four-goal game. Uh, it's the game winner in double overtime in uh, that one. Western Conference, Ducks and Oilers. Edmonton has the 2-1 series lead. Road teams won every game so far in the series. Edmonton goalie Cam Talbot allowed three goals in the first two games, then allowed six goals in game number three. We'll see how he does in game four. And the Predators and Blues. Nashville has a 2-1 series lead. Predators are 6-1 so far this postseason. They're being led by their defense, who has seven goals and 14 assists in their six playoff games so far. There you go. There's your playoff puck the world report. All right, thank you for that, Eddie. And uh, warming up in the Fox Sports Radio bullpen is Tack McKinley's favorite talk show host, Clay Travis, and uh, outkick the coverage getting ready here in a couple minutes on Fox Sports Radio. We did not do the all-in feature, but if we had done the all-in feature, I would have taken the Golden State War. So I want to go on the record with that. Golden State, you don't normally wait, uh, lay down 13.5 points, but the Jazz are not a very good team, and the Warriors will win this game by a minimum – of 20 points. So remember, the Golden State this is going to be another boat race situation. The Jazz cannot hang with the Warriors. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 